The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is April 24th, 2022, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. I've had it with this guy. Uh, what he did is unacceptable. Um, nobody can defend that, and nobody should defend it. Well, it was an emotional day on Friday for family and friends of Patrick Loyola, the unarmed black man who was shot and killed by a police officer attempting to detain the 26-year-old earlier this month in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Loyola and his family came to the United States in 2014, fleeing violence in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Well, the Florida governor is one step away from stripping Disney of its special self-governing status. Lawmakers in the State House passed the bill today, sending it to the desk of the Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, he pushed for lawmakers to take up the bill, so we expect him to sign it. It's being billed as an explosive TV interview. Former President Trump storming out of a sit-down with TV host Piers Morgan. But now Mr. Trump is saying the promo was edited to make it look far more tense than it was. Online radio at its best. Father, in the name of Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, I arise to establish my legal right and dominion over this region and over every territory which you have given me jurisdictional authority. According to Daniel 9 and 4, you are the only great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love you and to them that keep your commandments. I appeal to the God who said in 2 Chronicles 7, 13 to 16, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence amongst my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. I will hear their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto their prayer that is made in to this place, for now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be perpetually there. I declare that this place is sanctified. I present my body as a living sacrifice by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, my Savior and Redeemer. Make these prayers holy and acceptable unto you. I confess my sins and the sins of our fathers. Let grace and mercy prevail over us. I declare I have a free passage for my prayers to ascend into the realm of the supernatural and will not be earthbound. I come into agreement with the supreme good of heaven. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Therefore, war from this plane and realm. I declare that the anointing of God breaks every yoke. Open every portal and assign angels to reinforce me as I advance into new levels, new dimensions, new realms and 
territory. Let there be a breakthrough in the heavens. I tap into apostolic and prophetic veins. I shatter glass ceilings. I smash spiritual bars and iron membranes. I declare a breakthrough atmosphere is established. I recalibrate the spiritual climate and decree that every bit of lukewarmness must be replaced with the fire and the zeal of God. Hey man, welcome in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a serious sign of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It is best, of course. I am your host, J. Rouse, but I never, never, ever share the stage by myself. My big sis is in the house. Uh, Mr. Elias is in the house as well. Let's say good morning to the two of them. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning? <clears throat> Isn't it pretty? It's just a pretty day outside. It's like one of those days, like, I'm so glad to be alive. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful here in Houston. I'm glad to be up and moving about. How you doing? I am doing outstanding. I'm a little sore because I did a lot of yard work yesterday, and which is, you know, a little, it's weird for me because I'm working out now, and I'm thinking that, okay, we're targeting these muscle groups, everything is everything. But my God, it's like googly moogly. So remember, <laughs> we are still in our 50s, and uh, those bones just ain't doing what they used to do. But besides that, Vanessa, I'm great. But you know what? You need to send me some pictures because guys who are listening to us, Jay has a really good taste in design. He really does. Oh. Jay has oh good taste in uh uh, doing walls and floors to match, and he has beautiful plants out in his yard. His man cave is nice. It's just, they has a really good taste in decorating. I just want to put that out there. So when you when your flowers oh start blooming and stuff in your yard, please shoot me some pictures. Send them to me because Bobby and my daughter have been out there every time they get a chance to get theirs together. So I'm sure yours is beautiful. Oh boy. Well thank you, Vanessa. And this is that's a beautiful segue. Well trust me, wait, wait for it, because here it comes. That's a beautiful segue into my main man, Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you, sir? Good morning, good morning, good morning, and morning, good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Miss Sister. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Mary and Music, and good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. And Vanessa, I must agree with you. Jay is good at picking out colors and things like that because he can say, oh, that color doesn't match that color. <laughs> if you need a different color here. <laughs> he has a great, he does. I told you that Nessa's going to agree. He is, he is. I've been trying to get him to pick out the color for the outside of my house for a couple <laughs> of years, man. He won't do it. Mm-mm. Oh, I've been asking him for a couple of years now. <laughs> Jay, I, I'm telling you, Jay is, Jay is good with colors. I hey, I, I get credit is. He is excellent with it. He says, I told him he was just calling to the interior decorator. He said, Oh boy, wow. You have to give them <laughs> Thank you. when they're here, not when oh, they don't. Right. You know what? They had that, that, that. We gonna tell you now. If we can talk mm-hmm. about you bad, we can talk about you good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank you, Vanessa, I, I for bringing that up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Mm-hmm. Elliott, mm-hmm. for your rendition yep. of what Vanessa said. 
you know, mm-hmm. once again, folks, you listen every week. I do not talk like that, but that's okay. I mean, you know, Mr. Elias, he's a clown, and that's what he it's does. Right. So anyway, no, we appreciate they, they you. Have, they have never heard you when you're decorating. It's a different, it's a different scenario. Like when we were doing my bass, he's like, oh, bruh, bruh, oh, bruh, oh, bruh, that would, that would go good with that color. Like, really, man? <laughs> as you can see, <laughs> as you can see, folks, we are. Oh, thank you. As you can see, we're knee deep in the part of the show that I like to call personal privilege, and these two have really taken it to a whole different level. But thank you so much uh, for saying what you say, and uh, you know, it uh, does the body good. Thank you. So anyway, listen. Um, Orrin Hatch, uh, Stallworth Republican senator, died at the age of 88. We may not always agree with his politics, but Mr. Elias, just give me a little bit on the man himself. I didn't know he passed away, Jay, to be honest. I've been in a cocoon the last couple of days, man, so I did not know he passed away. Well, now you know, but you know who he is. So uh, won't you, uh, you have nothing to say, huh? Well, you know, once again, Mr. Elias, here we go. Old school Republican, right? So could it be a situation where we just didn't agree with his politics? But, you know, Mr. Elias, I know how it is. It's, it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. for you to make my that transition. Said, you got my mother always said, if you ain't got nothing good, don't say nothing about somebody. Don't say nothing about them. So I'm going to leave it right there. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving on. The mask Singer, uh, Rudy Giuliani was on The Masked Singer. And one of the, well, I didn't see it. I just saw the clips of it. And when he was revealed, because everyone got it wrong. Everyone thought, you know, one person thought it was Elon Musk. And, you know, so people were guessing. And I guess the concept of the show is someone comes out and sings. And then the panel, panelists are the judges. They uh, try to guess who that person is. And once that person is unmasked, then obviously... You know, who, depending on who it is, depends on the reactions. Well, guess what? Once he was unmasked last night, the guy, I can't think of the Asian actor's name, Mr. Elias. He was in the, uh, he's well, the guy, he played in the, uh, yeah, uh, he was in the wedding planners, now. right? Uh, uh, no, he was in, he was uh, in the wedding uh, one. Uh, yeah, uh, hangover, uh, hangover, the hangover uh, series. Hangover, hangover. The hangover yeah. series, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what Julie... Something. Yeah. Once Giuliana was re- Giuliani was revealed as the masked singer, he walked off the stage. And so this kind of reminds me of when Dancing what? with the Stars had the former press secretary for Trump on the show. It's like we try to bring these people in because it you know it it, it does something for ratings, but at some point in time, these folks need to be punished and abolished for what they represented. Mm-hmm. Do you not agree, Vanessa? But did I heard I didn't see it either because I forgot. But when they were talking about it, they said people booed when they saw who it was. Yeah. That's probably why he walked off yet because I heard that they booed when they realized well, he, who it was. He said I'm done. He just said I'm done. And he walked off. He yeah, took his mic off and said I'm done. Well, yeah, I don't know if he walked off. Well, I don't know if he walked off because they booed. He may have just walked off because he's like, "Look, I don't want to have anything to do with that clown." 
You know, I mean, it, it kind of goes back oh. to what we were talking about. I mean, you know, you, you got to stop trying oh, to humanize. That the Asian guy walked off. He walked off. He took his mic off and walked okay. off the stage. I thought you were saying Giuliani walked off, but they said in the preview of this that the audience booed. When oh, they yeah, they booed too. Rudy. Yeah, they booed. They booed. What <laughs> they did. But it goes back to, you know, what, what we what we said before. You try to humanize these people, right? And so that's the reason why people booed. That's the reason why the judge said, you know what? I don't care about being paid for the show, whatever. I'm walking off because this doesn't make sense. Everything that this guy has done in the last five years, then all of a sudden we're going to bring him on a show and try to make him look like a cool person? No. <laughs> No. Right? And so, you know, I think Mr. Elias, he had every right to walk off that stage. And I know yeah. some of the right-wing people, oh, my God, you guys, listen, there's a point where, for me at least, right, you have to have a moral standing against good versus evil. And when you accept these people back in the fold as just a regular person, then it makes it easier for folks to oh well we could well he's a he's a he's a pretty cool guy we could you know he just had a bad moment no 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 mm-hmm. so I'm glad that uh, you know the judge walked off and you know Mr. Elias your thoughts please well you know I I've probably done the same thing man it's Giuliani Giuliani has uh, as man he has been a piece of crap since the beginning since he's been a mayor in New York everybody applauded him for what he did for 9-11 and they called him this and that but he was the main one with the, if you look at the stop and frisk law he, he was, look man, Giuliani is a he, he's been a clown and been a, a, a clown since he's been a mayor So and he's still been a clown you know, Simon, Simon Barsinister looking cat man it's, it's unbelievable Simon Barsinister looking cat it's uh, that's a that's, uh... That's an original. But but listen, think about this, though. In the matter of, well, Trump, you know, Trump was elected in 2016. So I guess if we did the math from there, in the matter of what, what is that, 25 years, maybe? 2001 mm-hmm. to 10 to 11 to, no, actually, no, it wasn't. So 2001 to, what, 15, so in a, in a span of 15 years, Mr. Elias, this guy went from one of the most respected Americans in the world because of what happened uh, 9-11 right to one of the most disdained individuals uh, that walk amongst us and so Vanessa isn't that amazing you, you talk about a fall from grace I mean this guy went from America's mayor to America's laughing stock. I mean, people laugh at this clown from when he was on stage and the hair dye running down his head to the fact that he was in some hotel room trying to take his pants off while they had undercover cameras rolling. I mean, this is a disgrace. But people will support this man because people follow folks blindly. We're like sheep. It's amazing, Vanessa, the fall from grace. On, on Mayor Giuliani. Give me your thoughts on it real quick. My thought is that his daughter talks about him like a dog. So, you know, when you're 
I'm, it's not always true when your family talk about you, but in this case, she really just didn't want to have anything to do with him while he was doing all of that crooked, underhanded stuff. And but see, I didn't know I that. That's a newsflash for yeah, me. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, she talked oh, wow. about him like a dog. Yeah, she talked yeah. about him. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What did she say? So, you know, well, she just did not approve of all of the things that he was doing at the time he, he was, was doing it. Up. And she was just speaking out that she didn't like it. Wow. Yeah, yeah his daughter did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my my deal is, even if they invited him on the show, he knows that uh, he's rubbed people the wrong way. I personally yeah. don't understand why he would even go on the show. I mean, people could invite you to stuff all day long. Like, they invited me on the you show. You know why. How to outsmart a fifth well, grade well, or something. You know why. You never make a fool out of me. So, I'm well, like, you know I why. don't understand. <laughs> you know why. You, you know why he went on the show. He's trying to, once again, he's trying to revitalize his image. That's what it's all about, Vanessa. Oh, he's please. trying to, you know, please. he's starting to realize that life after Trump, you know, after Trump is gone, you know, he has to get back to, to living. And, you know, at the end of the day, but it's time to try to revitalize him. Well, you know. Well, I think they've already, I think they've already taken those from him. But, you know, I've digressed. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. 850 It's the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. All right, enough jibber-jabber. It's time to get into the heavy lifting of the show. Uh, we'll start it off with an NPR news update, and we'll be right back to get into it. You're listening to the serious side of 17 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says he will meet today with Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in Kyiv. NPR's Franco Ordonez reports they will be the highest-ranking U.S. officials to visit Ukraine since Russia's invasion. The visit comes just days after the Biden administration unveiled another $800 million in military aid to help Ukraine with heavy weapons including howitzers, ammunition, and more tactical drones. The trip will also likely be seen as a trial run for President Biden to eventually visit. Here's more of what Zelensky said about that. Uh, we're waiting for the security situation uh, to allow Mr. Biden to come as well. Just to support Ukrainian people tomorrow, we will have this conversation, and we'll talk about that armament list that we need. There is increasing pressure on Biden to visit, but the White House says there are no plans for that to happen. Franco Ordonez, NPR News, Kiev, Ukraine. As Russian forces press their offensive in eastern Ukraine, Orthodox Christians in Kiev are marking Easter Sunday today. In his Easter video message, President Zelensky urged Ukrainians not to let anger overwhelm them, saying our sunrise will come soon. In France, far-right populist leader Marine Le Pen is facing President Emmanuel Macron in the country's presidential runoff election today for the second time. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports the vote is expected to be a lot closer this time around. The race is closer partly because Macron is no longer seen as a young political genius like five years ago, but more of an arrogant, tone-deaf leader. He barely bothered to campaign at all. Analysts say Le Pen ran a good grassroots campaign on important economic issues, and Le Pen has softened and moderated her image and that of her party. Political science professor Vincent Martigny doesn't buy it. I think she cleaned the facade. 
of what the uh, Front National was, a uh, radical extreme right party in the 1980s. Martigny says Le Pen's got a clean face, but the old xenophobic, nationalist, populist ideas of the party remain the same. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Paris. New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham is warning residents to heed wildfire warnings, saying the fire season this year has come dangerously early. It means we have a longer, more dramatic, quite frankly, more dangerous, significant fire season. The governor has declared a state of emergency in five counties. Most of the nearly two dozen wildfires burning in the southwest are in New Mexico, where active fires are burning in about half of the state's 33 counties, with the largest burning west of Taos. Hundreds of structures have been lost, and people have been forced from their homes. You're listening to NPR News. be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest beat moments beat can have the biggest beat impact beat on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. The sounds of silence coming from House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy of California after audio was released as part of a new book from New York Times reporters Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns where McCarthy tells fellow Republicans he has had it with President Trump and plans to urge him to resign. Previously, McCarthy and a spokesperson denied the claim, McCarthy saying the reporting was false and wrong. But now the Times reporters have released audio of an alleged exchange reportedly from a January 10th call hosted by Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who is now vice chair of the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attacks. Are you hearing that he might... Is there any reason to think that might happen? I've had a few discussions. My gut tells me no. Um, I'm seriously thinking of having that conversation with him tonight. I haven't talked to him in a couple days. Um, From what I know of him, Cheney's spokeswoman denies that she recorded the conversation or that she leaked the audio and does not know how reporters got it. The audio later revealing McCarthy's concerns Trump would face impeachment and perhaps removal from office by the Senate. The only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass and it would be my recommendation that she resign. Um, I mean, that would be Then, a public pivot. The congressman seen visiting Mar-a-Lago just three weeks after January 6th. McCarthy was asked to cooperate with the January 6th committee, but refused. That committee now prepping to question Donald Trump Jr., believed to be among their final interviews as they prepare for public hearings. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. There it is. So... Kevin McCartney was being caught in a lie. I mean, straight up lying. 
they asked him, did he know anything about a phone call to Donald Trump? And he said, I didn't. They said, well, you know, you said that you would support an impeachment process. I didn't say that. Then next thing you know, OJ is a millionaire and tapes show up saying that, you know, proving that he lied like a dog. Let's start right there. Mr. Elias, here's the problem that I have with Americans that continue to support this party. When is it okay? We teach our kids it is not cool to tell lies, right? And I know so many parents within the sound of my voice have caught their kids lying and have dealt with them uh, severely. I know when I was young, and if I got caught in a lie, look, and there wasn't even videotape. But once it was pretty obvious that I said what I said, I got dealt with. This guy is on tape saying, hey, you know what? I think this guy should be impeached. I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to him and tell him that he needs to resign. But then when he was confronted by reporters, and here's the thing that also I, I think about as I ask you this question, Ms. Delias. How are you not smart enough to know, right, if someone asks you a question about a conversation that you've had, if they're asking you this question, then nine times out of ten, they can prove, right, <laughs> that you said it. So how do you get caught up in this nonsense uh, of lying when you know with all the recording devices that, that's out there, that are out there, how do you not know that someone is recording you and that you will hear your words again? Give me your thoughts on this, man. It's part of the course, man. It's nothing new. It's what the Republican Party does all the time. It's nothing new. I mean, you guys. I mean, when I, when this came out, I was like, so what? I mean, think about think about think about what they said when they're on tape saying, you know, we wouldn't uh, elect a, a, a Supreme Court justice. Uh, ten months out, but they, they they lied about that. They lied. They 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 con. This is a lying party. That's why I say anybody that supports them, they're liars. They are. They they just lie blatantly, and they'll outright lie, and they'll say if you can, and and what was the, the uh, John McCain's boy's name? Uh, uh, Lindsey Graham. If yeah, I would never do anything like that. What did he do? He lied and said this. So Kevin McCarthy lied about it. And then what did he do? He ran and kissed Donald Trump's ass and Mar-a-Lago Mar- so that he could, he, could, he could run for Speaker of the House because he needs Donald Trump's support to run for Speaker if they, if they take over the House. So that's, that's, what, that's all this is. It's the game. They don't want to lose power. So, you know, of course they're going to lie. This is all they ever do is lie. And, you know, it, 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 it's par for the course. This is what they, it's, it's, it's nothing new. It, 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 doesn't, it didn't surprise me that he's on tape. And stuff. This, they they lie all the time. That's why I was talking about the Supreme Court justice when she said what she said. They they say it all the time, and they just they just walk right by it like it's no big deal. And people are still keep voting for them. People, I know people will just vote for them like it's no, it's not even a, it's not even a that they didn't lie about half the stuff that they said. But 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 you know, here's the thing for me, Vanessa, is. When you have people that lie, okay, let me ask you this. Can you trust a liar? Just a general question. Can you trust a liar, Vanessa? Sometimes. Vanessa? Sometimes you can trust a liar? Yeah. 
Wow. Can you explain that? You threw me off with that response. Please, please help me out with that. You mean sometimes you can trust a liar? Please, please, please. Do tell. How so? Sometimes people lie to keep from hurting somebody's feelings. But they're still a liar. Mm -hmm. But it was for a different reason. That's why I say that. I'm glad to keep it. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 Vanessa. Hold on, Vanessa. Hold on, hold on. Vanessa, Vanessa, no, no. Hold on. Let me throw this out there, and I'm going to give it right back to you. That's a white lie. To me, there's a difference between a white lie and just a straight up, just a pathological liar. But go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. God, don't say that any differently. Okay, well, then every time you, okay, well, then, so are you a criminal when you speed? Are you a criminal? Because you're breaking the law. Are you a are you a person that will go to jail, Vanessa? Do you deserve to go to jail, right? Because you broke the law. Speeding is breaking the law. So are you a criminal? Would you consider yourself a criminal? I don't criminal? think so. But the racist white cop that pulls me over in Bel Air might think I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. Go ahead, Vanessa. <laughs> no, so what I'm saying is, there's a. There are people that are just outright liars and thieves, and if you lie, you steal, and all of that stuff my sister used to say. Okay, that might be true. But, no, in general, as a rule of thumb, you cannot trust a liar because if he lies, he'll steal, and it might, you know. So, but, you know, a white lie and a a red lie and a black lie is all a lie, so I'm just saying. But, no, in general, no. I'm just being honest, Josh. So if that's the case, because, yeah, technically the definition of a liar is a person that does not tell the truth. But to me, there are different phases of it, right? I mean, like I talked about, okay, are you a criminal? Well, if you break the law, according to the law, if you speed, you broke the law. So, but are you a hardened criminal? Are you a career criminal? Because I'm pretty sure every day, wait a minute, hold on now. Because I know every day you probably speed. So every day you're breaking the law. So you've been breaking the law since the age of 16, because ever since you've been driving, you've been breaking the law. So that means that you're a hardened criminal. No, it does not. And so in this case, Ms. Bellias, when we're talking about these people in Congress, and we talk about folks who are caught lying, how can you trust a publicly elected official when they lie to you in your face? That's where I'm going with this. He's a liar. He was caught on tape lying. Big difference. Donald Trump never said he didn't say, I got like to grab oh, women okay, by the well, coochie Okay, well, Thomas, Jay, if you're going to what talk about, about that and say, yeah. and say how what do you trust him? somebody like that, then let's talk about I don't trust Clarence him either. For a few minutes. I don't yeah, trust him either. My deal is, what he's doing affects the country, and he's and what Kevin McCartney and, and what he's doing is not. I'm not saying that. I was just making you a conversation as to what you mm-hmm. asked me. Well, I'm lost because <laughs> Kevin McCartney you is just as he, and and all of that. Well, look well, at yeah, well, but but see, that's why I say that Supreme Court justices shouldn't have a lifetime of appointment to the bench. Because well, even if people. I don't think anybody should have a lifetime position, but, hell, it seemed like Sheila Jackson Lee here in Houston got one 
But anyway, well, because there's uh, no term limits. There are no term yeah. limits. So I mean, it doesn't matter. Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. I agree with a lot of what <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lee is doing, but because I agree with what she's doing, doesn't necessarily mean that it, that, that it's right. I think that they all should have term limits. I don't think you can stay in Congress forever. Because the well, purpose they do, of getting the, the press. Guy who ran, they, okay, wait a minute. The guy who ran against her from my own neighborhood, the one I said that is a Demo- running as a Democrat, but he's really a Republican, he ran against her and he lost. So it's not that she has that position for life. It's just that nobody wants to run against her. And the person that does well, can't win. So technically she kind of does have it for life. So so once again, there should be term limits. I don't think a Supreme Court justice is sit on the bench forever. Uh, but I, I guess in one way, say what? They can have life position. Well, I, I don't think so. But but what we're saying is, but here's the problem. No, no, but here's the problem, and Mr. Elias, you can help me with this. Here's the problem when we talk about this particular situation. The reason why I think they have lifelong appointments is because of the process. The founding fathers could, you know, could make, make the assumption that people who were in public office had high moral character, that they were, they were the best amongst the best. Oh, please. And that they were, well, I'm just telling you, Vanessa, that's, why do you think Donald Trump got away with so much stuff? Because and 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 there were not there was there there were there, there weren't anything. How do I say this? There were no fail safes in place because the founding fathers no. did not anticipate such a corrupt person to occupy the highest office not only in the land but in the world. They didn't anticipate that. Remember, the world wasn't. The way it is now back then, they couldn't see beyond the borders of the continental United States. They didn't realize that the president of the United States would be the leader of the free world, the most powerful man or woman on earth. Don't laugh at me when I ask this question. Don't laugh because I don't feel like Googling it before I ask the question. So was the Supreme Court in place when Nixon was in office? Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm so laughing. I'm sorry. I saw something on TV. I'm I'm laughing at something that was on TV. No, no. Follow with me. So if they mm-hmm. were in place, and Richard yeah. Nixon was the biggest crook of them all, why didn't no, they? Trump was. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm Donald. talking about back then. I know I'm okay. talking about back then. So why didn't okay. they change the rules? of the Supreme Court then and of the president because they saw how crooked all of that stuff was. I'm just, well, I'm just Republican going party, I'll answer that one. Because the Republican okay. Party has some lack of, some type of respect. The Republican Party voted to get him out of the office, too. They voted with Democrats to get him out of office because they had some type of normalcy and they could recognize when the president was doing garbage. So, they 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 voted to impeach him, and he left office before they could impeach him. So they they were voting to impeach him. He was a crook. Yeah, but wait a minute, hold on. Let, let me okay, let me take my turn in answering that because I I, I and, and, don't and, agree. And, and still, okay, now you see one, why one, I asked the question one the one way thing. I did, Jay. And, and, and his vice president. And Phil T. Agnew, his vice president, 
He got voted out too. They got they got both of them joints out. Okay. Okay. So so may I answer? Okay. So I don't agree with his response. Uh, Your 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 question was why didn't they make any changes back then? And let me tell you why. Because people have power. They 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 are. You're not going to vote to. Let me tell you something. If someone said to you that you needed to pass a vote, right, to limit your ability to do whatever, are you going to do that? The same people that have to make these decisions. So, so you want to ask Congress? Okay, listen, Congressperson, we want to put an amendment in place that will only limit you to run for office for two terms, right? So that means that you can't spend, you know, twenty years in a position of That's power right. and authority and make all the money and reap all the benefits of being a sitting House of Representative member or a member of Congress. We want you to vote to shut that down. When you cut off, what is it, cut off the, the, the nose in your – whatever I'm saying is. Okay, so, well, so would you vote to do that? No, but she asked why didn't they put things in place to limit – first of all, that was already in place for the presidency. No, no, no. No, no, she said the Supreme Court. But crooked people, like you said that the highest courts in the land and all of those people who was put in those positions were supposed to be really, really good people. Well, if, right. if Nixon was in office, maybe they weren't really, really good people. Why didn't they start changing laws and rules back then? And so that did answer the question correctly. No, 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 he, no, 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 because he, well, no, no, what he talked about, no, no, no. You said, why didn't they put rules in he place? Said, no, no, no. You said, why didn't they put rules in place to stop those type of people then? And my response is, you know, so maybe both of us are right. Because my thing is, is that once again, you're asking a body of individuals and lawmakers to put things in place to limit their powers. Who's going to do that? Yeah. No I guess one. nobody, so we're screwed. How about that? Well, there you go. I guess that that's the end. We are screwed. And if people start <laughs> going around, they, they, they get some of these crooks. That ain't going to – listen, that's not going to change. That's not going to change nothing. That's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change anything. Mr. No, it's not, because let me tell you why. Okay. The Santos just put in place some gerrymandering. He redrew the map where now they're picking up more Republican mm-hmm. seats, so they're picking up three Republican seats and losing two Democrats, Democratic seats. So how can someone sit okay, back? Well, I do and, have and, to say uh, something about Santos. I do like this new rule that Santos put in place. That I okay, we're talking about that. We're talking about that later. You, if you're talking about Disney, save it, save the drama. We'll no. talk about that during the segment. Okay, oh, if that's what you're talking about. Okay, we can talk about it. We can. You're not talking about Disney. No. What what rule are I you talking about? Disney. He put in place. I don't care about Disney. I care about abortion law he just put into effect. That's, I could care less about Disney. He just changed, He's just put a rule in place that Abbott needs to look at that says that after like 15 weeks, then you, can, you can't abort. Well, 15 weeks is, three, is over three months. So at that point, women should know if they're pregnant or not. So that's his law that he put into place, where Abbott has got it before you make too much. Whoa, 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 let me ask you, let me ask let me ask you a question, okay, but let me ask you a question, so are you telling me that you don't support abortion? I'm telling you that I support abortions before they become crawling around and can talk in your stomach. Having abortions all willy-nilly at five months, to me, Vanessa, if you were not raped, 
domestic murder to okay. me. Wow. At five months. So you at so five you months, don't Jay? so 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 at wait a minute. Months, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that has an abortion at five months. But I guess the basic question is, is is okay. Fine. But let me ask this so, question. You asked this, me that I, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you a different question because I need I need some clarity. Okay. So so you okay. don't support a woman's right to choose? Fully, Jay. No. Wow. I think women have is. a right to choose abortion. I think women have a right to choose abortion. But you got some women, Jay, that have abortions at four months. That's murder. To me. Well. So you don't support the woman's right to choose. I mean, that's your business. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's how you feel. That's how you so feel. I'm just, I'm just. That's why I said I like Santos's abortion law, and that <laughs> Abbott needed to take a look. Abbott okay. is stopping you at six weeks. Okay. Abbott is stopping you at six weeks. Jay, you can't even tell if you're pregnant in six weeks. But Santos is giving you fifteen weeks oh, wow. or three. It was like three months and two. <laughs>
Well, that's still up in the air. As you mentioned, the Justice Department and CDC are now appealing to get a travel mask mandate reinstated. And the CDC says the order for wearing masks on planes, trains, and buses is still needed for public health. And also that appealing the decision protects the public health authority. The nationwide mask mandate on trains, buses, and planes was struck down Monday by a Trump-appointed judge who thought that the CDC did not have the authority to make people wear masks, even if it might be good for public health. The Justice Department and CDC disagree, so this evening, the DOJ filed a notice of appeal in federal court in Tampa to get the ball rolling. So if it was a question of authority, whether the CDC is allowed to do this, is it clear what kinds of powers the CDC has? Well, traditionally, the CDC makes the most use of its soft powers, you know, using science and reason to persuade states and individuals to do things for the sake of public health. But it also has hard powers, which go back to the 1944 Public Health Service Act. In the past, the agency has used these to quarantine individuals, and in this pandemic, CDC has been using them to issue broad orders on a range of things, like making travelers test a mask, to banning evictions, and turning migrants away at the borders. Dr. Marty Setrin, the CDC's head of global migration and quarantine, told me last year that this is new territory for the CDC. This has been the largest and most expansive or inclusive use of regulatory authority given the unprecedented nature of this pandemic threat. No one from CDC would talk on the record now as these orders get challenged in court, and the mask ruling was just the latest defeat. Like what were some of the others? Well, the biggest blow came last August when the Supreme Court ruled that the CDC exceeded its authority with its ban on evictions. Lindsay Wiley, a health law professor at UCLA, said that the move was a bit of a stretch for CDC. A lot of the general public and a lot of federal judges feel like you know, this isn't exactly what CDC's role should be. This is something state and local governments are doing, and it should really be left to them. Ultimately, the Supreme Court said CDC didn't have the authority to do it, and they struck it down. Now, that was one ruling on evictions, but law experts say it had a ripple effect. Lower courts could use it to limit the CDC's powers, too, and the judge in Florida did cite it this week as she canceled the travel mask mandate. What would that ripple effect do if the CDC's powers get restricted more broadly? What kind of impact could that have on public health? Well, health experts told me that they worry that limiting public health powers is short-sighted. Here's Wendy Parmit, a health law professor at Northeastern University. You can't assume that everything in the future is going to look either epidemiologically or politically like what we have seen. She says that the next pandemic could be very deadly to kids, or one where Republicans might want more restrictive measures than Democrats, as they did during the Ebola outbreak. She says that the CDC needs to have flexible powers to deal with health threats effectively. Now, ultimately, Congress may need to step in and spell out the agency's powers, but with the current political climate, it's not a clear path. That is NPR's Ping Huang. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Ari. Online radio at its best. Today, a grieving community demanding answers after burying Patrick Leoya Friday. His casket, draped with the Congolese flag, carried the 26-year-old to his final resting place. His family, inconsolable. Leoya was shot and killed by a Grand Rapids police officer during a traffic stop on April 4th. Pulled over, police say, because his license plate did not match the car. Under public pressure, police have since released four videos of the incident. Together, the videos show Leoya running from the officer. A struggle, the officer yelling for Leoya to get his hands off his taser. Let go of the taser! And the fatal shot. 
the family's attorney says it was an execution. The officer is on paid leave as Michigan State Police investigate. Activists calling for the officer to be publicly identified, fired, and prosecuted. Leoya's father agrees. I don't have the power to reverse things. I have to bury my son. Grand Rapids police say they will release the officer's name if he is charged. The Reverend Al Sharpton wants it now. How dare you hold the name of a man that killed this man? We want his name. Hundreds of people have gathered here to lay Patrick Leoya to rest for his family, for his friends, for this community. This is a devastating day, a day of mourning, but it is not an end. That's why I'm here today because I don't want it to happen to my family or anyone I know. For today, Ellison Barber, NBC News, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, forty eight minutes uh, after the hour. You know, Patrick Mulaya fled the Congo to escape war. The traffic stop in Michigan cost him his life about five years ago. Uh, young Patrick first stepped into a small community church just outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan. He was a new face, but he had a familiar story. His family arrived as refugees from the Democratic Republic of the Congo in 2014 and escaped war in the fear of persecution. And after more than a decade in a refugee camp, they seemed to have finally found a haven in Michigan. That was until the traffic stopped on April 4th cost him his life. Let's start right there. Um, it's a familiar tagline. It's a familiar story. Um, but these stories, we still must talk about them, and we must still make sure that our people are aware of what's happening to folks who look like us all across this nation and world. And let me start with you, Vanessa. This guy, you know, years, months in the refugee camp, uh, I mean, after a decade, I should say, 10 years in a refugee camp, trying to escape war from the Congo, comes to the United States of America, the home of the free and the brave, the, you know, the city on the hill, the beacon of light, the North Star for democracy, supposedly. Traffic stop. Routine traffic stop because the plates didn't match. Turns into an altercation, and it ends with a gunshot in the back of the head of this young man. Uh, just, just give me your thoughts. You know, I, I didn't know anything about it. And just and so that's why it's so important that you do such a good job, Jay, with pulling it up and searching for the video and the soundtrack and posting it for people to hear who didn't necessarily know that that happened, like me. And I try to keep up with it the best I can, but even I didn't know that that happened. I it's it's so thank you it's so familiar. It happening so much, so now you just kind of hear it and then blow it off. I guess out of that entire story, 
because shooting somebody in the back and you know that just back of the head. That's just back of the head. Yeah, it's just yeah, but that's that's being shoot in the back. Period. The head, the back, whatever, and you dead. It's just the norm now. It just makes me sick. But for them not to release his name of the police officer is highly insulting. To me, out of the entire story, that bugs the heck out of me the most. That they don't want anybody to know who he is. That they're going to cover up for him and hide it so that his life is not disrupted because nobody knows who he is. I think that's absolutely horrible. So that's what I think about that story. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on, you know, yeah, you're right. Shooting someone in the back is horrible. When you shoot a person in the back, uh, yeah, cowardly way of handling things. When you shoot someone in the back of the head, that's execution style. Let's uh, bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spreeze in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How you doing? Good morning, Jerome. Right. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Hey, good morning. We're 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 covering another covering another story. It seems so, like a broken Jay, record. It, it might be execution style, but remember the guy in the park who was running away. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I see yeah, the same all thing. Of it, all of it's execution style to me, Jay. Even well, yeah, not well, like well, well, yeah, but all of it yeah, is somebody in the back in the back. Uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, I got it. But 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 shooting someone in the back of the head at close range, uh, in my opinion, is a little different than someone running away and you shoot them in the back. Uh, to me, that's executional style. You know, and like you said, execution of African American men without weapons. I mean, that could be the overall theme. You're absolutely correct about that. But you know, to me, it's just a different animal. Maybe because I served in the military, when you see someone that, in the back of the head, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know. That's a war crime. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, it shows your it, intent. So I know we're tiptoeing yeah. around this, but it shows intent, right? So he intentionally tried yeah. to kill him. You don't get to do that. Um, I don't yes. care who you work for. You can't work right. for the government. And the government does not dull out any kind of, like, punishment jury and executioner is not their job so we're missing the main point of this from him saying that he's scared or whatever was going on with him don't nobody give a damn about his emotional state when that happened he intentionally murdered someone so for them to be holding his name is a whole another thing because the state is still responsible they're responsible for their employees like if you go to a grocery store and a box falls on your foot Right or somebody didn't mop up. Everybody is responsible for their employees. So we're in a society where corporations have made people feel like they're just thankful to have jobs. And then at the other hand, you got to be thankful to them. But then when they have liability, we act like they're not responsible. So we we as a culture need to shake all of this out of our heads. This has nothing to do with how we feel about the police and how we feel about government. After that, that dude killed him. 
he murdered him yes. because he was frustrated that he wouldn't stay still or something, whatever his excuse is yep. going to be. Right? Put a gun in the back of his head and shot him. That was Jerome, Jerome, so my question to Jerome is, Jerome, so are you, you sound like me, so are you more frustrated that that the police department is trying to hide who he is or the fact that he was shot in the back, in the head, oh, in I'm the back, not... you know, which one yeah. is it? I'm just asking you your personal, which one bugs you the most? I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think any of this frustrates me. I, I don't think I have any feeling about it, honestly, because I. I think that we, kind of as a as a culture, need to deal with the pathology of the people who we're dealing with. We fight, We run away from this so much, and we project religion and morality and all this stuff on people who don't deserve that. Now, it's not my call. But I am telling you, I don't have no emotional connection to how that fool's emotions are or who I think is right or wrong in the situation. The fact is is that the government killed somebody. And if we were looking at Russia or looking at anybody else, we'd be like, oh, we need to sanction them. This is a government killing, no doubt, like under no circumstances. And it always don't you happens think his name black should people. be put out there, Jerome? Do I think what? His name should be put out there for people to know who it was. Yes, because the government is covering itself. It's buying time. Okay, so that's what I was saying. Okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. Stop covering it up for him because I'm used to people being shot and killed while running away. I guess I was more annoyed. That's what I was trying to get out of you. I was more annoyed that they, that they were trying to keep private who the police officer is. They're protecting them. They're protecting someone that the city is paying, that's on payroll. He shouldn't be protected. Put his name out there. People no, need to know who that is. No, honestly, they're protecting the city, right? Well, so what happens is that they have a bunch of murderers that work for them, right, who are doing <laughs> yeah. the bidding for them. So they're protecting themselves because any scrutiny on those individuals puts a scrutiny back on them. They're liable. So the reason that they're not giving the officer's name out, they're masking it. So they're saying, oh, we don't want him to – we don't want to put his name out unless he's convicted or brought up on charges. That is a cop-out. That system protects itself. So any scrutiny on that individual is a scrutiny on the system that is actually, like, creating an environment to kill its own citizens. Yep. So they keep running us through this little rat maze. And so we get to have these conversations on the details of how that maze is going, right, whether it was a tree or hedges or just a brick wall. Like we're playing inside of a freaking maze, and we, got, we need to get out of it. Like stop playing. Stop playing with them inside their own maze. Just call it what it is. Because until then, then technically we won't adjust. I don't care if they adjust. I don't give a damn what the – government de- decides to do we know from for for years we've been doing this show for years about how that system self-corrects itself to keep everybody in the same state that they were in the day before or the week before or the year before that or 100 years before that it is protecting itself so we have to do something different 
It's not up to us <laughs> to actually appeal to the goodness of uh, of of someone else. It just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Last man, give me your thoughts on this man. Uh, maybe he was scared for his life. I, w- I want to know how they're gonna spend this one when you shot somebody in the back of the head. I really want to know how they're going to spend this because he's going to say, well, he did this, and I was scared for my life. He made a sudden move, and I, I, I don't know what I could do. I, I did everything to protect myself. I was scared for my life. He's going to have police immunity. He's going to have immunity, qualified immunity. He'll get away. Look, man, this, this stuff is happening over and over and over and over again. Where, as, as they, do these people, police officers have body cameras? Is there body cameras for each other? You know, what, 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 you know. It's just this is ridiculous, man. You shot somebody in the back of the head, man. That 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 is just totally ridiculous. You shot him in the back of the head, and that means he was he was not even a threat to you. That means he wasn't Wait, doing ridiculous. To you. Ridiculous is too kind of a word. What do you mean this is ridiculous? Well, are are well, you kidding? Hey, That's too kind of a word. You're a murderer. Yeah. You're an execute. Yeah. It's like you said, Mr. Elias, tell me you're supposed to ding, 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 announcement to all law enforcement officers. Deadly force is only supposed to be engaged when you feel that your life is in immediate danger. Because you can't well, tackle someone, because you can't subdue someone, since you're a weak-ass punk and you can't hold them down, so you have to pull your weapon out and shoot them? Get in the weight room if you can't handle cr- criminals. I mean, this is crazy. The, the guy that shot Laquan McDonald, the, the guy from Chicago, he just he served three years and he got out. And they, there's not going to be any federal charges against him. And there was videotape on that. So, you know. You hey. can't continue to tell me this. I was at Home Depot the other day, and there was this guy loading his truck up. And he had a freaking nine millimeter, you know, strapped to his waist. And I kind of looked at him like, really? I mean, what is this all about? What, 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 does this make you a man because you can carry a weapon in, in, in you know, in, in public? What's the purpose of you carrying a weapon in public in the suburbs? Somebody gonna jump you, take your wood? I mean, what is this nonsense? America's fascination with guns <laughs> has to stop at some point. You feel like a bad man because you have a weapon on you? I mean, what is this? So you, so, so once again, here you are. You can't subdue the guy. Let me tell you something. First of all, African-American people, and I may get some interference for this, but I really don't care. Stop putting yourselves in situations where you allow these people to do things like this. And what I mean by that is, let me clarify, because first of all, by a traffic stop is a traffic stop. I just got pulled over by the cops three weeks ago. So self-preservation is the key, right? Don't put yourself in a situation where they're going to shoot you. Cop pulled me over. I said, still, was he wrong? No, I was speeding. But let's say that I wasn't speeding. He pulled me over. I got pulled over one time driving a black Mercedes. And I know why the guy pulled me over. Because the, the the route I was driving was it's, it's a thoroughfare from for, for drugs from Mexico to the to the to the central United States. So he saw a black car with black rims and black and black uh, tent. He said, "Let me pull him over and see if he got some drugs in there." And then he used some lame excuse that it took me too long to pass in the left hand lane. But once he looked in and saw me with my family, he saw, "Okay, this guy is not 
you know, drug dealer or whatever. But what if I was in there with some gold chains listening to rap music or something? Because that's the stereotype that they have of us. Well, that's the stereotype that they have. Then all of a sudden, I would have been out of my car. On the side, they'd have been checking my car, right? So the bottom line is is that these people are murdering us, and they are getting away with it. Yeah, we've had some successes. But think about this, though, guys. Think about before videotape was out. Think about how many people died because the only eyes that were there with the boys in blue. And they corroborated, you know, they got together and corroborated the stories. Okay, now we're going to say that he did this. So when y'all put it in y'all report, make sure you, yeah, okay, John, you good? Yeah, I'm good with it. So so how many black Americans have died at the hands of the police? And they have gone to receive a pension? They have been, you know, taught it as heroes? And if you are a person, I don't care what color you are, you think this is right? I tell you what, it's like anything else. Mr. Elias said this on the show a long time ago. He said, you know what? He said, let a whole bunch of black folks run around with guns to see how fast they'll start trying to put gun control in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said that. Here's my here's my spin on that. I'm going to do you one better, Mr. Elias. Let a whole bunch of blue-eyed and blonde-haired boys start getting shot and killed by the police. Boy, it's going to be a national uprising. They, they don't care because it's not happening to their people. Their own kind. They won't. They, they won't kill their own kind, Jay. They'll let them. They'll let no, them. No, 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 no. Let's revert. Let's say a whole bunch of black cops started killing white kids. Oh my lord! Can you can you read the papers? The black cops will go to jail. Huh? The black cops will go to jail. Look what happened. Look what happened to the officer in, in New Orleans. Shot and kill that, that, that young lady from uh, from yeah. Norway or whatever mm-hmm. it was, yeah. And and uh, mm-hmm. well, he was in Minneapolis, I thought, and then shot and killed that woman. And I think he he went to jail. I mean, he he went to jail. It's so. one in New Orleans too. That that was another case. Yeah, he went to jail too. When you kill yeah, them, they I mean, go to your go to jail. It's not a big deal. Uh, you know that if, mm-hmm. you know, we need to look into that. I wonder how many situations where black cops have killed white people. I wonder what the conviction rate is on that versus. The other way around. I, I'm going to try to find that out and see can I have that ready for no, next they week's show. They're going to jail, Jay. So, Jay, they know they're going to jail, so I'm sure they make sure, you know, they've got everything. They, I'm sure yeah. they know they're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, interesting. All right, it is time for part one of Mariana Muses Corners. Coming up next, you're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse show. Don't go anywhere. Online radio at its best.
Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Well, the Florida governor is one step away from stripping Disney of its special self-governing status. Lawmakers in the State House passed the bill today, sending it to the desk of the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis. He pushed for lawmakers to take up the bill, so we expect him to sign it. Now, it comes after Disney executives came out against a controversial state bill that bans classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation from kindergarten through third grade. Republicans say stripping Disney of its special status will force the company to pay more in taxes. Some tax experts say it will saddle local counties with the bill for services like fire protection, EMS, utilities. They say it could also leave taxpayers with more than a billion dollars in bond debt currently held by Disney's district. Sheep, 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 sheep. 13 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Okay, so here's another guy that has to be a complete idiot. Here's another guy that thinks he's king versus governor. Here's a guy that apparently he's doing some things that Vanessa likes, I guess. Talking about Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, signed the bill that uh, stripped Disney's of its unique rights to operate as a little mini city, a self-governing entity. And here's a situation, Jerome, where once again, now you know people may say we don't give a damn about uh, uh, you know uh, Disney. Who cares? Well, if you live in that area, you should because now. Because this guy is pissed off because they said something about his don't say gay bill. Now, people in that area will have to pay more in taxes because now all of a sudden they have to, you know, their government uh, services have to support Disney now. So now they have to support the fire, the rescue. Uh, like you said in the intro, a lot of the debt now will fall to the residents. And I'll tell you, the same people who are going to be affected by this ridiculous move by this ridiculous person will be cheering him on. Mm-hmm. How stupid, how ridiculous <laughs> are we as a nation when we continue to put people in places that has a direct impact on us and in most cases a negative impact and we still cheer these fools on. For those who don't understand how this is going to work, Jerome, can you explain to the listeners and maybe some people that are listening from Florida, maybe that's from that area, that you're ridiculous and petty and cr- 
crybaby as governor put things in place that will make your life now more difficult? Because he's pissed off because Disney has come out and said, hey, we don't support this legislation. Well, I can I can exp- well I can explain it this way too. Um, as, as before we get into the Florida people's problem, um, that we're what happens in this country, which we do not like to face, is that white folks in particular, and we're talking colonizers, if you want to put it in a really very simplistic term, is that whenever you do something that they don't like they will change the rules, right? If you don't vote mm-hmm. for whoever is in power, wants you to vote for, they're going to change voting laws. If you do anything against what they want, and I mean not the majority of people, because colonizers don't work like that. It's only in the self-governing interest of those people who feel like they should be controlling what you do. So we're talking about a bigger problem in that sense. Now, when you talk about Disney and Disney's ability, I guess all of that was Swampland when they gave it to Walt Disney. That whole infrastructure was put there by Disney and the Disney Corporation from the sewage to the water. And now that they're going to pull their exemption, they're going to charge all of those people for the infrastructure that they weren't paying taxes on. They may have had to pay something on it, but Disney kind of covered it as a corporation. What is their motivation to cover city services anymore? It's going to be zero. So that's what you get for hiring your your account, your state legislature, your state senate, and your um, governor with a bunch of crazy-ass colonizers. That's what you're going to get for that. So work that out in your own heads. I'm not telling you what to do. I am just telling you that this is a result <laughs> to going against ideology. I love it. I love it. See how Jerome did that, Mr. Elias? Hey, I'm not telling you what to do. So in other words, let me let me be the Luther to his Barack Obama. In other words, y'all crazy asses got a crazy governor, and y'all going to pay the price. And guess what? Don't ask me how to fix it, because you shouldn't have put that ridiculous clown in office in, first, in the first place. So now, Vanessa's favorite governor, Mr. Elias, Mr. Ron DeSantos. Here's why I say that we have to be, we have to be as a nation, one of the dumbest. I know, Vanessa, I was waiting. That was a delayed response. I thought you were going to jump on that immediately. No, because I was on you. I was listening to Jerome. But, Jay, you're not, you're taking what I'm saying the wrong way. Do you know Uh what our governor I do not wish to discuss our governor at this time. He is not on the docket. We'll talk about that okay, too, so uh, on another day. I know, but what I'm saying is, Jay, is that if I have to choose between what our Texas <laughs> governor, with his crazy ass, put in place, and Santos, I'd rather go with Santos. The yeah, lesser two evils, okay. Yeah, the lesser two evils. The bad and worse. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. bad and worse. We're at twenty twenty. For those who are for those who are keeping account, because Ken is at twenty twenty dollars and fifty cents at this point. But go ahead. So, so you're if I got to between, between Santos and, and him, then yeah. 
I don't want to choose to let a woman have her right. I choose to let a woman have her rights. I choose to let a woman have her rights. That's her body. That's I don't want I don't want anybody telling me what to do with my body. I didn't take I that away. I didn't say that take it away. But I did say that if a woman has an abortion at five months at five months okay. That's murder. All right, happen to me. Let me step in here. Okay, we're not talking about that today. Okay, that's fine. All right, Mr. Elias, give me your thought on this thing, man. uh, Well, I just said your favorite governor. I'm just messing with you, but that's okay. That's my favorite governor. Oh, that was a joke. All right, Mr. Elias, talk about this. It's been a joke since he He is a joke. He is a joke. He's... He's he's the one that you know. If you listen to some of these people talking about how great Florida's numbers were and the uh, and the uh, COVID COVID COVID, yeah. he got rid of the woman that was tracing the virus to tell you how many people were dying from it. He fired her because she was tracing it. So of course his numbers are going to be astounding because they're not tracing it like they should. So this guy he does everything crooked. And he does everything to to, to 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 oppose people, and people and and white folks love him, just like they love Trump. They love this guy because he's like but the he's second the coming one of that's Trump. Choosing, he's choosing. He's changing the rules for cruising. He's the one that's making all the issues for cruising. So I definitely don't like Santos. I just like the abortion rules that he put in place. Well, I don't. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all, but you know, I hear you. Well, that's, that's uh, teachers are, I mean, you know, hey, listen, is, she likes what she likes him for that. So. The bottom line, is, the bottom line is this guy's a, guy a joke, and he's been a joke, and he's yeah. going to continue to be a joke. And that, that, that and yeah. people are going to continue to vote these people back right back in office, and that, that's that's yeah. just the that's just the way it is. And you can get over it, is. even if he doesn't run for if he doesn't run for president the next in twenty twenty four. He's gonna win. Mm-hmm. He's gonna win the governorship again, and that's just the way it works because people are insane. And he's gonna he's gonna gerrymander the district so much that if, if you vote, if you don't vote for him, he's gonna vote for him anyway. So this is this yeah. they're, they're threatening our democracy, and nobody's doing nothing about it. Not a damn thing about it. Yep, that's uh, twenty twenty. That's twenty seventy five. Jerome, I heard I heard you say something. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to agree with LES. I mean, that, that's insane, right? Like, what what we do as a society when it comes to Republicans, they can be evil 99% of the time. And if you can hold on to one thing you like, you're like, well, I do like this. But if it's a Democrat, people can't. Biden has done such a good job, like, just flat out across the board, statistically, across the board. And I am telling you, people, he cannot poll well because people are like, well, I feel like the stock market went down last week, so that must be Biden. Like, whatever it is that they're going to find negative on Biden, they're going to hold on to that. But they can have somebody like DeSantis and and um, whatever that fool name is in Texas or any of those guys do one thing. I mean, one thing. Well, I, I do believe that people shouldn't come over here illegally. Hell, people been here illegally, and most people who are here illegally flew in, which means they mm-hmm. were poor people coming from Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Like, our perspective is so whack that it's insane. It is purely insane having a rational conversation about, like, right and wrong in this country. It is insane. It is. 
because right, we don't have no good measure for right and wrong. People just move you emotionally, and then they cry about something and make something up. Oh, critical race theory. Now, everybody's at everybody's school district in this freaking country about something that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made it up. That's maddening. Yeah, yeah. it, 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 it really that, is. When you said that about how many Russian women come over here to have their babies so that their babies are American citizens? No kidding. <laughs> that, that happens on a constant basis, and people never report on that. I've seen a story on that I don't know how many times. And they, they come over here, they're rich enough to come over here, and right before they have their babies, their children are American citizens. Bingo. Done, and it's over with. Yeah. They complain uh, about the Mexicans. I mean, you know, I, I don't. You know, what makes I was I was riding uh, down the expressway the other day, and I was just thinking, what, I saw somebody weaving out of traffic, flipping people off, and I said to myself, what makes people do what they do? I, I'm just, it's amazing to me how the human mind works. It's amazing how this man, now keep in mind, Disney is the largest employer in Florida, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this guy, because, and it's, you know, and, and don't tell me the reason why, you know, he's doing it was because of this, that, and the other. You know, he gave some fake reason why, but come on. So all of a sudden, since they said something about his don't say gay bill, then all of a sudden now he wants to bring this to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what this is about. Just like how they have redistricted, and now they've given Republicans three more seats and took away two Democratic seats. This is what makes people not want to participate in democracy. Because even though white folks will be the minority here real, 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 real soon, but they're putting in things. See, you know what? They play the long game. It's chestnut checkers. They know that at some point in time they're going to be outnumbered. So what do we do? We change things around so we can continue to remain in power. So we create a nationwide plantation so that way, we will stay in charge, regardless you know, of I, how many actually, people. Actually, I don't color think they're that there. smart, honestly, Jay. I don't think it's. Well, I you know what? Well, okay, maybe they're not. You may be well, right about well, that, but that's you. the way it looks to me. No, no, no. It, it actually has the same effect. I think it's a part of what what white supremacy is, more than them thinking about their own mortality. A part. Uh, the thing that makes some people happy is that word Schadenfreude, right? The joy and the misery yeah. of others. People uh, enjoy um, suppressing folks, whether it's females, you know, and this, is, this has a long history in European culture, and I know we have a lot uh, of people who listen from other countries, and I want to tell you this. Check your own history because it is something that happens with, like, you know, these patriarchal systems is that they oppress women, and they feel good about that, right? And then they oppress Minorities, which they feel good about, because no matter what right. your your lifestyle is, no matter what your socioeconomic um, stature is, there is something that says that you have to feel better about, you know, you have to feel better than somebody. So if you watch old right. westerns in this country, for example, it's like they're savages, you know, they're scalping people. If you would have really thought about that whole concept of scalping, why would Indians mm. scalp, scalp white folks? 
Indians had long, long hair. What happened is that it was the white folks scalping Indians to prove that they killed them. It doesn't even make sense now to say that huh. natives were scalping white people. What is, but they flipped it so that we believe that that was what natives was doing them, to them. If we kind of revisit just really fundamental thoughts, then, first of all, again, I know I've said this before, and I'll say it again, white folks mm. need therapy, all of them. Mm. There should yeah. be a class. You talk about critical race theory. There should be a class starting in elementary school about how colonizing and white supremacy has affected your mind. Because your great-grandparents were conditioned that way from sending, you know, postcards of people being hung and being burnt and, and on the back of it saying, how was your day? We went to mm-hmm. Disney. Like, you, you plant that in people's heads, and now we, we are curious about why folks are thinking the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bigger systemic problem, again, that people don't like to deal with, but we have to talk about these stories, and at the same time, we still need to get perspective on what it is that we're looking at. Absolutely. Well said, sir. All right, part two. Mariana Music is coming up next. You're listening to the serious side. It is 29 minutes after the top of the hour for those who are counting. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Online radio at its best.
back in, 347-850-1272. It is 32 minutes after the hour. You are listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. And of course, I'm Jay. It's time to say good morning, good morning, good morning to our beautiful fam that's in the place to be. Let's start with my big sis, Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. Hey, good-looking people. I hope all of you guys had a good So I hope y'all had a good Easter last week. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, we heard it. Yes, we did. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for being here. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Mm-hmm. Jerome Esprit is in the house as well. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How you doing? Doing outstanding, my man. So, Jerome, uh, any teasers uh, for us this morning about what's coming up at the top of the hour, sir? Or what? I have a teaser. Nothing but bad yeah. news. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. Well, there no, you go. You a, want bad news? Either, right? Tune in. No. And yeah, yeah, tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's coming up at the top of the hour. Only need to know basis with the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree. Mr. Elias is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and Juan. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Mary and the Music. And Mary and the Music, that first song was Love uh, Love Like You, and it's by Petey Belasco. Uh, and that last song was by Alex and Isley and Jack Dine, and it's called Thinking of Me. And good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. That is the man, Mr. Elias. Can we say hello to some people in the chat, if you don't mind, sir? Uh, the only one we're going to recognize in the chat room is our main man, Corvina. <laughs> Good morning, Corvina, man. How you doing? What's up to the pastor? He's in the house as well. And a whole bunch of folks got something to say. It's a love fest for Jerome this morning so far in the comments. Can't wait to read those during the State Your Case State part of the show. Love Fest. That usually doesn't happen. I mean, it's a love fest. Loving some Jerome this morning, uh, as we can see by some of the comments, uh, which, which is a beautiful thing. We love it. We love it. We love it. All right. Let's keep it moving. Online radio at its best. Well, the Florida governor is one step away from stripping Disney of its special self-governing status. Lawmakers in the state house passed the bill today, sending it to the desk of the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis. He pushed the lawmakers to take up the bill, so we expect him to sign it. Now, it comes after Disney executives came out against a controversial state bill that bans classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual Well, needless to say, the no-hitter has been over, but it's really over. We're not talking about that clown again. What we're talking about in this particular segment is a person that he idolizes the most, which is Donald Trump. Now, reports this past week have shown that not only was Donald Trump involved with trying to overturn the election, we all knew this, right, but we really didn't know how deep it was. We're talking about uh, his... uh, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was involved, even though when he was told that it was illegal, they still pushed on. Now there are elected Republican officials who held meetings and tried to force people to get Mike Pence to say no to the election. This thing is deep, 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 deep. And January 6th committee, even though they have no powers to recommend any criminal charges, uh, they are pushing recommendations to the State Department, which the Attorney General's office, I should say, and they do have that power. So now, 
Here's a question I've asked periodically over the last three years. I'm going to ask it again. Do you think Donald Trump is going to jail at some point in time? Based on some of the things that we're hearing, according to the January 6th committee, uh, when the public hearings are out there, uh, people are going to really see what this man was all about. But I guess my question is, and uh, I guess I'll ask you, Vanessa, do you think it's going to make a difference? Because they already, you know, he already talked about grabbing girls in the Cucarachis. Nothing happened to him. I mean, he's so... You know, the Mueller report found that this guy did some of the things that he did. Uh, He was impeached because he held weapons. Think about the irony of this. He held weapons and military aid from Ukraine because the Ukrainian president wouldn't find things on Hunter Biden. And then Republicans this past week had the audacity. This is a joke, right? We're living in Mickey Mouse land. We just talked about Disney World. They had the audacity to blame the Biden administration for being slow on getting supplies to Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) There are people out here that, so so it goes back to when they tried to nail the Obama administration on Benghazi. Right, oh, you you know, you didn't have the right security in place. But what they failed to mention was that they voted down extra money for extra security. This is their playbook. It's like Mm -hmm. people who make radar detectors. People who make the (laughs) radar detectors are the people who made the radar. So you create the problem and you come up with a solution. It's crazy how these people think. And there are gullible Americans who are going to fall for this nonsense every time because they're not paying attention to what's going on. So listen, they blame the Biden administration for not getting supplies to Ukraine. Let me say it slowly. In time, slowly, but they didn't say a damn thing about their president who even did, who held up aid. So think about it. Had he not did what he, Trump, if Donald Trump would have done, had not done what he did, there's a good possibility, folks, that a lot of the weapons and things that they're asking for now would have already been there. Amazing. Floyd, whoever wants to take it, take it. So what, what? What's amazing about it? What I mean, seriously, this, this is this. Look, man, they live in hypocrisy land constantly. And, it, and, and you know, I, I'm looking at easy as he's writing about Hunter Biden, and he didn't say a damn thing about Ivanka making millions and billions of dollars off of her trade patent. And, and right now they're following Jared Kushner how about how many millions of dollars he made off the Arabs. So when, when you talk about crooks, you want to talk about them. Let's talk about the kids that have made, them, made millions and millions of dollars while this clown was in office, and he wouldn't even be accusing himself from making money off of the office. But, hey, you know. We got to talk about Biden and how Biden is, how Hunter Biden is getting over. You got three kids, uh, you got four kids that were getting over while they, while this cat was in office. So it's no, it's 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 ridiculous. And and as far as Trump going to jail, he's never going to see a day in jail because these clowns will never see anything that he does wrong because they rush, they worship him. He's a god to them, and that's just what it is. Call it what it is. He can never do anything wrong. 
and none of these clowns eyes because they worship his and they kiss his ass constantly. Let's make it oh, boy, $21, man. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, yes, that's 21. Thanks for, for rounding it off for us, Mr. Elias. Uh, but, it, but, but <laughs> you know, we talk, we talk about, you know, we've talked about Jim Jones, right, how Jim Jones convinced all mm-hmm. these people to drink Kool-Aid, and they all killed themselves. We talked about the guy. Remember the guy who had everybody wearing black Nikes, and he had all the blue black uniforms on, and, and they killed themselves and laid neatly in bunk beds. It's amazing how people are so gullible and they follow these folks. And, and, and you know, somebody said something to me, uh, which made me a little nervous because they actually sent something to me on a platform that's not even associated with the show. But apparently, you know, hey, you can get out there and find out where Jay hangs out or whatever. That's fine. But, they, you know, they're talking about, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself and, you know, all you're doing is putting your radical leftist ideas out there. And uh, my response is, if you're listening this morning, because apparently you are, because that's the only way you know to, to, to reach out. If you're listening, what's so leftist about a lying, a lying-ass president? That's 2125. What's so radical about that? What, what, what's so radical about the fact that the Republican Party is blaming the Biden administration for not getting weapons to Ukraine when their leader of their party, when he was president, and it's on tape, people that he appointed even came and testified against him in, in his impeachment, saying, hey, you know, this guy did say what he said. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And I'm watching MSNBC right now, and they have lying Kevin McCarthy on here saying, once again, I never asked Trump to resign. And it's on tape. Unless he was lying on tape. There are a bunch of liars. And you folks continue mm-hmm. to follow these numbskulls. What does that say about you? Mm-hmm. At, some point, at some point, it has to stop being about, well, this is my party. I'm going to support my party. What? They're liars. So, so I, I just don't. I, I don't understand this. I, I really don't. And we are at a whole new, different phase. You know, one of the things Jerome I always think about every now and then when I'm just driving and if I, or if I'm in conversation with people, I say, "Man, isn't this the greatest time to be alive?" I I was alive when historians, you know. 20, 30 years from now, I'm going to be talking about the greatest basketball player that ever played the game. I was allowed to watch that guy get down. You know, they're going to be talking about the greatest golfer of all time. I watched him. They're going to talk about one of the, the baddest heavyweights of all time. I watched that guy do his thing. I was around when the first African-American was voted for president. I was around when the first uh, African-American woman was vice president. I lived through some, some just some historical moments that will be in history books for years to come. I don't know if you, the Republicans, if they have, they say so, maybe not so much, but I've digressed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was alive doing one of the worst presidents of our lifetime, actually, too. George W. Bush, I bet you he, you know, he ain't said nothing. He said, hey, they completely forgot about me because he was one of the worst presidents of all time. But then comes this fool. Mm-hmm. And I was around when the political parties all of a sudden, where it didn't matter about 
the Constitution in a matter about remaining in power. How, you know, Mitch McConnell talked about how Donald Trump was a stain on the Republican Party and that he was to, to, to blame for what happened on January 6th. But then if he is the elected uh, if, if you know if he's the prim- if he is the GOP's primary candidate for the presidency, he's going to support him. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah, I, I don't but what? Their their whole what? concept is follow what? the follow the leader, right? So none of them are leading people. So they got to follow the money. It's like watching this this fool um, Elon Musk try to get Twitter. He's not getting Twitter because he wants to save your freedom. He's getting uh, Twitter because Donald Trump's ass is banned off Twitter, right? And so but people who have money and resources are always trying to um, manipulate the thoughts of those people who they think they need to control. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but it was Mika Brzezinski's father who said yeah. a long time ago that he thought it would be easier to control a million people um, but now he thinks it's easier to kill a million people. That is what elite people think about control. So when you look at the Tesla guy or Elon Musk or whomever goes and said, hey, it's about your freedom, it is not. He wants to take Twitter private because the Republicans in their little world, you know, Trump tried this, to have this little platform that actually affected everybody else, but they need to hide um, white supremacy in plain sight, and if they can't get on a an open platform, they know they can't create it through their their regular network. That's why the Proud Boys or the Tea Party and all those people infiltrated somebody else's stuff. They finally took over the Republican Party, and the Republican Party can't do a damn thing about it. Mr. McConnell admits that too. He was like, "I would not be here if most of these people didn't vote for me." But now that they have too many radical people in their party, they won't go against them. That guy, uh, what's his name, Ryan, who used to run the Senate, same thing. He had to leave, even though as crazy as he is, that he could not control the radical stuff that was going on inside of the Republican Party. They're victims of their own crazy. So there ain't nothing they can do about it. It's like messing with the Supreme Court. Biden really needs to gut that piece. Because there are three people on there that should not be on the Supreme Court. They circumvented the yeah. rules. They did, you know, fake-ass background checks, like whatever it was, to get those guys in position. And now we legitimize them like their opinion matters. But we won't correct them. It's like every bad law that happens in this country, people will not go back and correct bad laws. There's policies that Trump had in there that Biden has not gotten rid of. And I don't understand because when Trump got in, the first thing to do was to undo all of Obama's stuff. Mm-hmm. But the white guy will not undo the other white guy's stuff, no matter how evil his ass is. That, that should tell us something. So we have to start looking at this stuff differently, and they need to start applying what we know differently. So white folks who understand this or who are probably listening to this program need to understand that they have some responsibility to push back against the crazy that we are identifying because it is not yeah. our responsibility to make you smarter. You think that you're smart? That is a true statement. Act that way. Wow. Yeah. There it is, straight from the man. All right. 
All right, uh, last update. We'll be right back after this. Tributes are being paid today to the late Republican Senator Orrin Hatch. Utah's governor says the state is mourning with the Hatch family. Hatch's foundation announced his death yesterday at age 88. Japan's Coast Guard confirming the deaths of 10 people from a tour boat that went missing this weekend. A search is ongoing. 26 people were on board when the boat sent a distress call yesterday afternoon saying it was sinking. The boat was on a sightseeing tour in the frigid waters off the northern Japanese island of Hokkaido. The transport ministry has launched an investigation into the boat's operator. The first all-private crew to visit the International Space Station is set to begin the return journey home tonight, making the trip back to Earth in the SpaceX capsule that brought them there from member station WMFE in Orlando. Brenda Byrne reports. It was supposed to be just an eight-day stay on the station, but weather delayed the return of the crew of four, giving them more than two weeks in space. The crew is made up of three paying customers and an employee of Axiom, who is a former NASA astronaut and has visited the station before. It's the first time an entire spacecraft filled with private citizens, not government astronauts, visited the station. The crew spent most of their time on board conducting science experiments and outreach events from orbit. Once undocked in the station, it will take the capsule a little less than a day to splash down off the coast of Florida. For NPR News, I'm Brendan Byrne in Orlando. The Detroit Tigers designated hitter Miguel Cabrera is now the 33rd Major League Baseball player and the first born in Venezuela to reach 3,000 hits. He surpassed the mark during a doubleheader yesterday against the Colorado Rockies. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. In stressful times, you want to spend your time checking out not just what's best, but what's best for you. We know you care about what you watch, what you read, and what you listen to. NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast is with you five days a week to make sure that time is well spent. Listen now to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. All right, it is time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case, where we read comments from the world-famous chat room and from social media uh, pages that we uh, follow. Mr. Elias, man, would you like to contribute any information uh, from the chat room, sir? Oh, I guess we need to cut your mic on. Mr. Elias, cut your mic. Cut the mic on because I don't have control of the board. Or maybe I do. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Yes. I don't have any. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I have I don't have any. I don't have any. Nope. You don't have any? No. Nope. Oh, well, that that means that... Okay, I know what that means. Got you, Mr. Elias. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. Okay, uh, I have some, and um, I'm trying to determine whether or not I should read them. But I will, because, you know, this is not Russia. I'll read some of them. All right, look, Pastor Steve says, look, peace and blessings, family. As we continue to pray for peace in Ukraine, we should have the same prayers for citizens of color of this nation. I love how Jerome brings clarity to these types of topics and situations. Thank you, Jerome. Your Ukraine comparison was powerful and eye-opening. Peace and blessings. Uh, Okay. Oh, I know what he's talking about. Got it. All right. Uh, Jamie from Chicago says, I knew Miss Vanessa was an undercover Republican. LOL. Okay, Jamie, I don't think Vanessa's going to like that comment. Uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. There she said, it's all good. She said, all right, uh, Linda from Atlanta, Georgia says, hot. And bingo, Jerome, they ain't thinking like that. It's white suppression, thinking like that. Okay, so I said, I talked about chess, and she said, nope, they're not thinking like that. It's all about white suppression. 
Let me see. Let me get one more here. Uh, here's one. Let's read this one. Clarence from Tampa, Florida says a bunch of black racists try listening with an open mind, but what is the use? All white people are bad, according to you and your crew. I'm out. Well, you know, sorry now, Clarence. Uh, have a nice life there, Cool Breeze. Uh, there you go. Well, oh, Mr. Elias, all right, good. You got it up. To, okay, we're at 23 bucks, Mr. Elias. Stop. There you go. We're straight. No more cursing for the rest of the show. Thank you very much. And on that note. Online radio at its best. It's time for our final vote. Oh, uh, <laughs> ladies are first. Vanessa, final thoughts. Um, you know, I've been married 40 years in September. And, and uh, my husband is almost seven years older than I am. And we yes. do vote Democrats. But I also am... I might say profanity or whatever on the show because I'm not perfect, but I'm a strong Christian, and I don't believe that people should have abortions to babies who are big enough to give birth and live. Uh, I can see if it's two months, three months, when a baby is born five months, and there are women like my daughter who cannot give birth to a child, I... um, I don't understand why those women don't have them at five months and put them up for adoption. I, but it's still giving women the right to do what they want, but it is stopping them from being a murderer. And yes, they do have to answer to their God. But I also think that my thoughts on things are sometimes just how it works for me. Just like y'all don't like Republicans or people don't like Republicans to just vote for the Republican because of party. I also have to make my opinion on stuff based on how it affects me and my life. So if you want to call me Republican, trust and believe, I'm not offended. But I do vote Democrat, but I don't care if you call me a Republican. I just want you to know that don't offend me. So it's just my thought. So y'all have a good week, and um, I'm on my way to church. Because we all got an answer. I just take it to the house of the Lord when I go answer. Y'all have a good week. Won't, won't he do it? Won't he do it, Vanessa? Yes, he will. Yes, Thank he you, will. Vanessa. Love you, girl. My kisses. High fives to Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. All right, Jerome, man. Uh, final thoughts? Okay, well, I was going to say, I, was, I, I guess I will make a comment on this. I know that when we make um, statements on this show, that white folks find them racist, but I find that the people who find them racist are racist themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Having a different perspective and opinion is not racist against white folks if we're calling it as we see it. So truth cannot be racist. That's what, you know, people make up that critical race theory to, to be, right? Somebody tells you the truth, it's racist because white people feel bad about themselves for what it is that they don't know about themselves. That is not our problem. It's not our issue. And if you find an issue with yourself, you need to spend time with yourself. And I know I, again, said that you need therapy. Go get some help, right? Because there's nothing that we say on this show that's racist against white folks across the board. There's a pathology that we're dealing with. Understand what we're saying. 
get a dictionary, a thesaurus, whatever, but figure it out. Because we can't spend too much time trying to pacify you on this show, and I refuse to do it in the next hour. So have fun and have a good week as far as that's concerned. And really quickly, I also want to say, shout out to Kathleen. Have not heard from Kathleen in a while, but I know you listen to the show. My girl, Next P. Now, I know I have not brought up her name in a while, but since we're on one of the anniversaries of Prince passing, I think, that she used to do a show that was like three hours of Prince, like two or three hours of Prince. So I want to shout her out to bring her up to say, do your Prince show because I can go for three hours of Prince music. So anyway, just want to say that uh, really quickly. And, you know, obviously to Mariana, good day. And we will see you all in a few. I guess I'm back in three minutes. So peace out. <laughs> and on that note, the man who's the first and last word, you know who he is, Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts. I got to apologize to Covina, but I scrolled down and I've seen some of his messages, so I'm going to read his message for my final thoughts. And he says, Florida is going back to Jim Crow next. And then he said, the most Trump will get if convicted is probation. Interesting. You know, I had a different final thought I was going to say, but after reading that comment from Mr. Clarence, I just wanted to uh, respond and, and say this. First of all, you know, uh, I say this all the time, you know, uh, there's no way we could have racism towards white folks. Go look up the definition of racism uh, and you will know what I'm talking about. As far as you continuing to listen to the show, I don't really care a dang whether you listen to the show or not. I could care less. This show is all about expressing our opinions. And you know what? The truth hurts sometimes. Sometimes you have to look at it in its eye and realize that what you're doing, if you are participating in all these things, you're wrong. I said this a thousand times on this show, and I know I said it a thousand times because we've been on this air for over a thousand something episodes. I'll say this to you is this all white people are not bad. I have some very good friends who are white folks. But for all you folks who fall into that category of racist and Trump kissing, but kissing people, kick rocks, go to hell, and have a horrible, horrible week. And Ms. LS, on that note, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. It's been a pleasure serving most of you all for the rest of you guys kick rocks. But uh, listen, have a great work week, and we appreciate you. So for Vanessa, for my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Riles Show coming up next. Bad News Sundays continue on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. <laughs> Take care, guys. God bless. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America. It is time for on the need to know basis with Mr. Jerome Spree, man. Mr. Jerome Spree, Mr. Jerome Spree. What you got up your sleeve this morning, sir? Uh, I, I did say I was going to, th- this is a bad news show. I guess I shouldn't. It's just news. 
<laughs> it's just news. Like, the stories I was going to cover with, the, like, that Johnny Depp file, you know, him and his wife and her lying on him and making him seem like he was crazy. I, I've read all of that stuff. So I'm like, I'm not going to deal with that. Cuba Gooding this week uh, pled guilty to forcibly kissing some woman in a nightclub. I don't really even want to talk about that. He apologized. And, uh, okay, so since I mentioned it, I guess. See, I was going to skip it. He um, he apologized for making everybody feel, uh, for making anybody who ever felt inappropriately touched and said that I'm a celebrity figure and I come into contact with people and I never want them to feel slighted or uncomfortable in any way. Now, that's a guy who knew that they were going to come take his money, a la Will Smith. But we'll talk about him a little bit later. But I'm just saying, but he did plead he, he did plead guilty um, on Wednesday, so I don't know what his his penalty is for the the women who said that. Oh, he just he just nothing. Nothing's gonna happen to him. No, it, it, he yeah, just it, he just nothing. He, he's free. He's free to go. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, and, 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 and he was drunk in a bar. Yeah. People were slobbing on him. You know, as a guy. You would feel some kind of way about, you know, because this has happened to all of us, being in a bar and some girl putting her hands on you. I didn't feel less than a man because some woman did that. I was like, get away from me, drunk lady. And that was all I, that's pretty much as far as that went. But, you know, it, it's the other way around. I could, I'm not discounting this stuff, but... Matter of fact, I'm sorry. I'm not on the uh, earlier show, so I don't have to apologize for nothing. But anywho, I'm just saying, see your comments to comments. Jay? Hey, hey, Jay's going to have to deal with that a little bit later. What'd you say? Are you going to talk about that? Are you going to talk about the Mike Tyson thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me get through some news, because I do want to get to Mike Tyson. Okay, so um, our first story, the Dow tumbled nearly 1,000 points. Um, as it's head to its first, fourth straight week of losses, the Fed indicates short-term interest rates could double. So stocks tumbled on Wall Street on Friday, leaving the S&P 500 with its biggest one-day loss in almost seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, just yeah. because of interest rates going up. Now, again, this is not really shaking my world too much, but interest rates go up, stock markets go up, and it goes down. So calm your nerves. This has nothing to do yep. with Biden. All right. It's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> exactly. COVID was the third leading cause of death for Americans in 2021, only trailing heart disease and cancer, uh, making up one of every, um, making up one in every U.S. death. So it's either heart disease, cancer, or COVID is what's been going on. So COVID was responsible for 415,000 U.S. deaths in 2021, making it the nation's third large biggest killer for the second straight year. Now, the CDC is to launch a national weather service for infectious diseases um, to constantly monitor and track emerging viruses like COVID. Now, here is, um, we have an outbreak of COVID in this area. I think we have the nation's largest right now. And interesting enough, when they first started in New York State, they would tell you what hot spots in COVID. We look on the news and they'd be like, if you shopped at this store on Wednesday, we got a hot spot over there, right? They, I wish they would bring that back. 
that say if if people in the city start getting COVID, tell us what part of the city or the suburbs that you're, that COVID be is nice. a hot because be we don't nice. need to wow. be, yeah we don't need to freely travel into those places that are hot spots because now you're covering. We have a Republican county exec, so that fool is probably like, oh, we don't need to report specifically those specific numbers anymore. Republicans have a mm-hmm. weird about public safety. I mean, they just, it, it's weird, right? That is a public safety issue. It's like when people are like, I'm glad the mask mandate is gone. Why? That virus ain't gone. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm feeling restricted. It's like you won't restrict feel restricted when your when your ass is on a uh, on a ventilator when you can't mm-hmm. breathe. Now, American children between the ages of one and nineteen are more likely to die by gun violence than any other cause, including car accidents, overdoses, and cancer, according to a new study. Mm. So, yes, deaths from gun violence are now leading the leading killer of American children. And they said they wow. can't. Yeah. Isn't that, that, okay. So that's a strange thing wow. as Jay talked about that. People walking around carrying guns and Republican governors talking about, hey, you don't need to permit to carry. Our numbers are going crazy between the ages of 1 and 19 are more likely to done by gun violence than anything else. Indiana just passed that same dumbass law. Yeah. Yep. Just passed yep. it. It's, Right, and so as um, all of these media companies, these corporations are doing a horrible job like they've done during the Trump administration of actually telling people what is going on. Stop playing into that's a freedom issue more than it is a public safety issue, right? So I am like everybody else. I believe that you should be able to have a gun. I don't believe that you shouldn't. But I think that the promotion of having them is very different because you're technically encouraging people to have them and use them, which is a whole nother ballgame. Now, a a new study came out that said that women are less likely to get promoted than men because they feel more stressed, frustrated, and discouraged at work, according to a study, a new study. Um, Yale, it's a Yale University-led um, study that com- that compared to men, women report feeling more overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated, tense, and discouraged, and less respected and confident. Now, I want to flip that study and say, now ask black people how they feel. Y'all want to do a good study. How do we feel <laughs> being in the midst of all this nonsense? <laughs> I'm just Ooh, saying. I put that out there because that's a hell of one, now, brother. That is let one. Me tell you. That is one for the ages. Hey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll be critical race theory yes. all over again. Like, oh Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, they feel sir. frustrated, overwhelming, and stressed, and tense mm-hmm. around white people. Yeah. Ah, that that is frailty if I've ever heard it. Right? It's like we just don't want to know. We don't want to know. Don't tell us. All right. So there's a, uh, some numbers came out about people coming to America illegally. They're saying that 5,000 migrants from Ukraine, 32,396 from Cuba. I don't know how they're getting these numbers, by the way. Um, 5,000 from 
from India and about 1,989 from China were amongst the 249,198 who tried to get into the U.S. in March. This is one month. Damn. So the shocking figure wow. revealed just weeks before that Title 42 expires um, that all of those people tried to get into the U.S. illegally. So of Ukrainians who were encountered by the um, – um, whatever, the, the Border Patrol people, um, in March, they said that 3,274 attempted to cross the southwestern uh, land border, and about 150 people came through Canada. Still illegal. But, again, you know, I see, here here's the thing. I'm hesitant on this. They kicked the Haitians out of the country. They kicked the Haitians out of the country. I was going to say that. Mm. So, so the Haitians, the uh, and I did have that story, and I just turned away from it. We had other stories to do. But when there's Haitians or someone coming over on a boat, our Coast Guard will meet them and turn their butts back around in the Caribbean and be like, nope, no, go back. But everybody else, they're like, oh, yeah, they're stressed, and there's um, unrest in their country. And they, they'll let mm-hmm. Europeans in this piece. But anybody else? And they're, no. so they're resting and, and they're unresting Haitians. <laughs> right. They, they're getting kidnapped and everything else, man. But hey, yep. you know, yep. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and and most of the unrest is caused by the support of colonizers. But that's a whole other story. We'll get into that in another show. Now, um, fugitive drug lord, um, a fugitive, fugitive drug lord. Uh, wanted in 200 countries, was caught after his model girlfriend posted a photo of them on Facebook. Now, okay, again, I I am not advocating, really? you know, drug kingdom kingpin as a career. But you might want to watch American Gangster when Denzel wore that fur court coat at that um, boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> he got caught. I'm just saying. Everything seems to hide place. Yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you might want to watch that. But nador- notorious drug uh, kingpin is what they're saying. Um, Brian um, um, Berdugo, who's 39, had been um, – he was arrested in California, um, um, C- Columbia – I'm sorry, it's Cali, Columbia. I thought it was California. Cali, Columbia, after – seeking out for uh, sex with a Colombian model who uploaded his photo to Facebook. Okay. There got, I, there's a billion jokes here, but I'm not going to do it because, wow. um, was it worth yeah. It? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, it was, there's so, so many. Since we're so early in the program, I'm not going to, not going to do that. All right. Now, um, 13 women who were sexually abused by a disgraced former U.S gymnastics team doctor Larry Nassar has filed a claim against the FBI for $10 million, saying that the agency failed to properly investigate his crimes. So their attorney, uh, Jamie White, who is representing the mm-hmm. witness, said the FBI mishandled, uh, mishandling of Nassar's case is a law enforcement failure of historic proportions with the women claiming a total of $130 million. 
Now, this is the largest failure on the part of the mm. law enforcement in the history of the world as it pertains to the protection of children, and there must be an institutional accountability to make sure it doesn't happen again. Boy, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Can black people jump on that lawsuit? Because there is some institutional <laughs> accountability across the board. Again, yes. you can yes. you can see how these stories is missing a couple of uh, a couple of angles, right? Mhm. That's for sure. Yep. So, um, okay. So, I guess I can do this one. I I shouldn't do it after a sexually abused story. No, let me do this one. Experts are warning that I don't know if you saw this. Tucker Carlson is from promoting mm-hmm. tanning. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the hell is wrong with that guy, man? Seriously, what I, I was is gonna, wrong with him? I was going to ignore this story, and then I saw another a follow-up story saying that the um, – I want to say – see, this is how conservative people work. So the Daily Mail um, went out and – found five different men who have tried testicle tanning and interviewed them. And they said, oh, yeah, it boosted my sexual desire and erect quality. And, and okay. they said that he said this in his upcoming doc, I guess there's a documentary, uh, and he referred it to, it's referred to as red light therapy. And it turns out that numerous where by red light therapy and uh, its positive effects as it had on their body. So I'm only reading that part because it is hilarious as hell, right? And it says those who have tried it on their private parts spoke about it in a way that made them feel um, and and how the effect, it affects their sex life. Now, again, here's the news part of that story. Testicle tanning is useless for testosterone generation and can actually reduce fertility by harming sperm. Now, here is what I need you to know. I don't even play a medical doctor, but if you like to sit in 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 a sauna and roast chestnuts over open fire, you're going to find that your sperm count is going to be low. (laughs) You should not be slow roasting. Something that's temperature sensitive. So for women, this is a this is our men's segment on the show today. <laughs> this is our men's public service announcement. You know, guys, your testicles are kind of like heat sensitive. So when it's cold, you know what happened, and when it's hot, you know what happened. So you don't want to go slow roasting them in the sun. <laughs> that is all. That would be. Oh wait, in the words of Nate Dog. Uh, Elias, can you help us with this? We need a Nate Dog quote. What should they do instead Smoke of roasting their testicles? <laughs> there you go. You want to take, want to take advice from somebody? Take advice from Nate Dog. Okay. Not Tucker Carlson. It may not. Uh, it may not turn out well in the long run. All right. Oh, so I wonder if, some, if that happens, will some people sue him? Yeah. Mm. No, because you know what? Just. Okay, so he's technically not giving medical advice. There are nuts who are out there doing it. So most um, people don't know that tanning will sterilize you. But technically, mm. you, you can go ask your medical doctor and see how that's working out for you. 
and see if you have fertility issues. But you wow. can you can hot roast your son under you can you can go under the actual sun. You can put yourself under a heat lamp. But I am telling you, your body is temperature sensitive. So let's see how yeah. slow roasting works. <laughs> Just don't put that out there. So, oh, while we're, while we're talking about um, fertility, a California serial donor. Uh, reveals that he will be the father, who would be the father of 55 children after he went on a donation tour of Europe where he impregnated three British women. Uh, This guy, Kyle Gordy, who's 30, from Los Angeles, has already made six donations to women in the U.K. and Europe, which he calls his (laughs) donation tour. I don't know how much that pays, but... For some reason, this guy's getting news coverage, and it's a little worrisome. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, but it's just a news story for me. It seems kind of sick. But anyway. All right. So there is no prison time for a Republican mayor who posted revenge porn of his ex-girlfriend to Reddit. So Andrew Bradshaw, who's 32, who stepped down as mayor of Cambridge in January, was convicted on Monday of five counts of distributing revenge porn online, and he got no jail time. Mm. There you go. Five counts, no jail time. Yeah, you would think I would be keeping track of these stories for the people who call in (laughs) and say, why do y'all keep making life about race? It's because we found out that one race is getting the privilege that the other race isn't. Yeah, that might not be us making this case. That might be somebody else making this case. Mm-hmm. Now, um, President Biden marked Earth Day with an executive order to protect old growth trees. Now, you know, as wildfire risk the future for maturing um, forests, President Joe Biden signed an executive order on Friday um, coinciding with Earth Day to inventory the number of old growth trees in the U.S. Um, the order, which Biden announced, during a trip to Seattle mandates that the Department of Interior and Agriculture create a legal definition for old growth trees and spend the next year cataloging the U.S. population of aging trees. Now, here's why they're doing this, is that the Trump administration allowed drilling and deforestation in some of the areas that has some of our oldest growth trees. And if you want to don't know something about Earth Day, in global warming, trees actually add oxygen, and it sucks up carbon dioxide, right? So the trees and plants to give us air to breathe, CO2, so we need to stop cutting down trees and cutting down the rainforest, or we won't have really good air to breathe. That would be another um, public service announcement for us today, marking Earth Day. All right, so... Federal officials, speaking of that and Nate Dogg, federal officials are finalizing this long-awaited ban on menthol cigarettes. Now, I have uh, interesting, you know, I know menthol was advertised and marketed to black people like crazy because I know what Newport did. All of those menthol cigarettes look cool. Um, Hey, I, I don't know what it was about menthol cigarettes, but... Apparently, um, there's going to be bans on menthol cigarettes. So dozens of interest groups have met with the White House staffers 
trying to influence the process, which has the potential to save hundreds of thousands of lives um, while wiping out billions of tobacco sales. So I didn't know this, but they said that like one third of all cigarettes sold are menthol. I didn't know people are still smoking menthol these days. Well, I didn't either. I, you know, I, I know very few people that smoke, but I got, I got a couple I work with that smoke. But I don't think none of my family members smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. saying I know people who still smoke, but menthols was kind of the hardcore of the cigarettes yeah. back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, Biden administration officials have heard from tobacco lobbyists, anti-smoking advocates, civil rights groups, small business owners, and conservative think tanks. Uh, the lobbying push underscores the far-reaching impact of banning menthol, uh, which accounts for over one-third of U.S. cigarette markets. The White House concluded its review of the Food and Drug Administration's proposal on Thursday after nearly 40 virtual meetings with outside groups according to the government's website and the FDA has pledged to lay out the detailed proposal for phasing out the flavored um, the, the flavor by month end. I didn't know menthol was a flavor. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Peppermint, spearmint, menthol. I didn't know that was a flavor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a non-smoker so forgive me for smokers laughing at me at me the moment. Too. This all is a flavor. All right. So the Trump campaign um, is ordered to pay Apprentice star Amarosa $1.3 million in legal fees after unsuccessfully mm-hmm. trying to sue her for writing her tell-all book about her time at the White House. So Amarosa, mm-hmm. Amarosa um, um, Newman, Mantegult Newman, um, wrote her first tell-all book about Trump White House and it's awarded awarded um, $1.3 million on Tuesday. Mm. I don't know how I heard still, so I won't, I won't linger on that story too long. Now, mm. uh, a Proud Boy member is arrested for after pe- pepper spraying officers during the Capitol riot and then threatening the FBI agent investigating his role in the attack. So a Florida man, <laughs> Barry... Bennett Ramsey. I don't know what's with the three names again, but he's in custody and accused of pepper spraying a D.C. cop on January 6th um, during the insurrection. Um, um, Ramney also is accused of making intimidating phone calls to the FBI agent in charge. So he found out who was investigating and then called and threatened him. <laughs> what Man, it, that daggone privilege is a bug, boy. Would you feel yes, like it is. To you can do any. I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them and tell them stop, yeah. stop looking into this. Mm. Man, now a combat engineer who rejoined the army after the Capitol insurrection on January 6th pled guilty to assaulting police on January 6th. So this guy James Malt admitted on Friday alongside his co-defendant Cody um, Matisse that they used chemical irritants against the police during the insurrection last year. God. Yeah, it is amazing that this is, like, like kind of getting swept under the rug after all of the stuff is coming out. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the crazy lady, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, denied encouraging violence on January 6th as she took the stand on Friday in a Georgia courtroom for an administrative hearing. 
in a case like for uh, to have her thrown off the ballot because she needs to run for re-election and they they're going to throw her off the ballot. And so she had to go to this hearing and she said, um, "I was asking people to come for a peaceful march." which everyone is entitled to do under the First Amendment. I like how people like to throw the First Amendment out when they are saying something mm-hmm. crazy. But when other people mm-hmm. are saying stuff, they want to shut them up and burn books. Um, Green said in the Atlanta courtroom with her political ally, the alleged pedophile Matt Gates, because of his charges as well, uh, he sat in the audience. But she said, uh, I was not asking them to actively engage in violence or any other type of action. It is funny how the people, when they go to court, try to act sane, but when they're Mm -hmm. not, they start throwing stuff in the wind. Yep. Yep. So, you know, they want to be crazy, throw their butts in jail where crazy people should be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so speaking of crazy... All right, so the Florida man who was punched by Mike Tyson on JetBlue, he's an ex-con who served nearly three years in prison. Um, now, Mike Tyson's attorney said the boxing legend should have exercised greater restraint, which I disagree with. And the man who was punched by Tyson after – now, it says allegedly, but there's tape out there. We can see him harassing Mike Tyson. Right, and his friend is reporting it. So he's on a JetBlue air uh, airplane at San Francisco Airport, and they will not identify the guy. But of course, the newspaper was finally going to get to him. The police wouldn't identify him, but um, they found out that the man has um, a, a criminal record. So Tyson was provoked into punching him after. Guy threw a water bottle at Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. So the guy who's recording records him talking to Mike Tyson, and then it turns off, and then they yeah. turn back on. At, but they don't yeah. show him throw something at Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. But he, yep. he actually had the nerve to. Now that my friend is white privilege right there. He felt mm-hmm. like he Mike took a picture with him. He was nice to him, and the guy just kept talking noise to him and poking him and threw something at him. So when I keep seeing clips of people like talk about this and the guy is trying to get sympathy, Mike should mm-hmm. sue him because yeah. he gets to defend him. Yeah, you threw you something say? at me. I was defending myself, my brother. You, you, you threw right. something I'm defending myself. I don't know myself. what was in that. Yeah. So, you know, even though his attorney is kind of trying to walk it back a little bit. First of all, run up on Mike Tyson if you want to. But Mike Tyson have a Buster Douglas flashback and then knock your butt out. Mike ain't nobody's joke, man. Mike ain't nobody's joke, my brother. Mike ain't nobody's joke. He's still nobody to play with. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It remind me of all these little Karen videos of people coming out and then acting like they're victim after they are infringing up on people's space, like the woman who said, oh, you stole my iPhone when she left it in a cab, and she went and tried to take this black kid's, I, you know, his phone, and then claimed it was hers, and then she puts her hands on the kid and grab him. Mm-hmm. 
police came, she acted like she was a doggone victim. And and mm. um, remember the guy who let that woman off at the park? When, yep. Yep. The one when he he, she, she was strangling the dog and all that. He was bird watching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was like, I, I don't think she need to be prized. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Go get mm. help. And I, I think, and okay, here's my humble opinion. I normally don't put it in the program. But they should be sentencing all of these people to therapy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? White folks don't like yep. to admit that their bias is coming from someplace that's outside of the individual that they're dealing with. So these black people are usually just minding their own business, and these white folks are crying to police saying, I felt threatened, and they looked at me <laughs> funny, and they raised their voice. Like, they are feeling some kind of way, and I think they need therapy. So if you're going to... You're gonna take these people to court. They need to get sentenced to like a treatment facility. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's not gonna help, but they need to know something's wrong with them. Because black people shouldn't have to go around walking around on eggshells because they're paranoid. That's so. True. Again, um, Mike Tyson. Um, you want to get a two-piece? Roll up on Mike Tyson and uh, <laughs> start poking him. Yep. And and in the words of uh you know, Mike X from next next Friday, um, stay away from black people. That's all I want to mm-hmm. If you don't know how to act culturally around black people, just stay away from them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come in nobody's face. Now okay, so uh, another story that I'm always was a little hesitant on doing, but you know Chris Rock's mother has spoke up about the incident with Will Smith hitting her son. Did you see that really? story? No, I did not. Rose, Rose Rock, who is an author and a motivation speak motivational speaker, spoke with a, a news station in South Carolina about the incident, and she said um, she said about the incident about Will Smith, you reacted to your wife giving you the side eye when you went and made her day um, because she was mulling over laughing uh, when it happened, right? And, and so Rose Rock, you know, said that she watched at home and intentionally, uh, initially thought the incident was staged um, when Will Smith began saying, take my wife's name out your mouth. Then she, then she realized that it was going a little bit too far. And mm-hmm. she said that um, she felt like Will Smith slapped her, like slapped all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she said, I feel really bad, you know. Um, it, it says, I feel really bad that, it, that he never apologized is what she said. And she says, uh, you know, his people wrote a piece saying that I apologize to Trish Rock, but you see something um, like that is personal, and when you do something personal, you reach out. So don't nobody believe you because you never reached out. They know each other. So the reason this story is coming out is because Will Smith has flown to India where he is seeking some kind of whatever guru that has helped his, his wife and the, his family in the past. Now, I'm mm. usually not really that critical at what entertainers do or, or just generally, but I'm going to tell you this. In the words of Dr. Sebi, 
go seek your own people for healing mm. when it comes to you doing stuff. Because seeking out somebody else's method of finding wholeness and wellness in God is not your mm. stuff. Right? We have, we have um, elders in our own community. We have people who can put us back on track. That was very black of what Will Smith did, and it was very black of what Jada did. And if you have not heard this before, it is Jada's fault. So if you want to know whose fault Hmm. of this whole action is, it's hers. She encouraged it. She rewarded it. And she feels like... um, And making money off of it. (laughs) And she's she's trying to make money off of it. Everybody says boycott the hell out of Red Table Talk. I don't nobody care what her story is. She didn't come out and apologize. She encouraged him to do that. You know how many black males are in jail dating the wrong woman? Because they are keeping mess going. Jada is keeping mess going. So there needs to be some accountability there. And don't give me that bull about he was just protecting her. He was really not. He felt obligated to do that. Jada was caused no harm by saying, I love Jada. Um, looks like she's going to be in the next G.I. Jane. That is not hurting her. So everything else that spiraled after that was excessive, and she needs to own it. So technically, Will Smith, if there was advice to be given, divorce her and clean up your own reputation. Because technically, I don't think she has it in her. This is going to spiral out of control. And we need to calm down the hood side of what's going on in this. Because technically, we know that this can go in 20 different places, um, you know, 20 different directions. And people need to calm down from it. But Jada is not a victim. So when I hear Tiffany Haddish and all of them say stuff about it, um, you know, it just show, it just tells me that Mainstream media is going to sensationalize this as far as it can go, but Tiffany Haddish is not a spokesman for black people, and she is not keeping it real, and she needs to grow up. So we need grown people, you know, the Denzel Washingtons of the world to to speak, but everybody else, I think we need to. I'm not telling people to be quiet. I'm just saying that Will needs some help, and somebody needs to help him, and I don't think he's going to get it in India. You know, we have a habit of doing that, going to crazy people like Deepak Chopra and those guys. They, my friend, have class yep. issues. Mm-hmm. In India, right? Yep. Deepak Chopra yep. does not like black people. He likes rich people. I like, what, was but, the, what was the guy's name? Uh, the one that everybody loves so much, Gandhi. Black, he didn't Gandhi. like black folks either. Sure yeah, did. He didn't like black folks at all. Yeah. Yeah. So... So unlike um, earlier in the show where Vanessa kind of mentioned one thing that the evil guy said that was cool, we don't reward them over here. I don't care what kind of thing that you have from Gandhi or Joe Osteen or Paula White or even Dr. Oz. When those guys Mm -hmm. are showing their color to us, we need to deal with them. But we don't need to say, well... They seem like nice people, and I didn't hear anything negative. You heard it on this show. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go on it if I if I needed to to give you examples mm. of these people saying things 
that were anti-black folks. And and the the kicker for me with somebody like Dr. Oz, when they start normalizing Donald Trump, like I I saw. Yeah. I don't watch this, but the Rudy Giuliani on The Mass Singer is just an attempt to normalize him in mainstream media. And we can't even see it coming. We don't watch white supremacy enough to see how it normalizes that kind of crazy. But ABC does this all the time. The View does it. Um, bringing up Bill O'Reilly and all of those guys, they normalize yeah crazy racist people and they hide in plain sight but if they had to deal with just racist people it does not work so they have to mm-hmm. mask it amongst you know amongst everybody else or that what is that that trump network or whatever they were trying to put up instead of twitter would have worked but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. yeah right so you have really conservative white folks go try to buy mainstream platforms and try to hide in plain sight. That's what hiding in plain sight means for everybody. All right. Now, uh, Florida healthcare clinics and pharmacies are accused of stealing millions of dollars by making fraudulent claims for HIV medication and selling them on the black market. So, mm. pharmaceutical uh, giant, I guess, is Galed alleges that. It was the victim of a widespread fraud scheme in Florida that cost tens of millions of dollars. They're selling, they're billing the companies, and then they're selling it on the black market. Wow. These Florida health clinics, yeah. Again, you know, it's the, uh, what was it, Chris, Chris Tucker on Rush Hour that says, when you find a great crime, follow the rich white man. Somebody is making money off of uh, <laughs> off of all this fraud, and we will arrest somebody for smoking weed and be like, give them the death penalty. And these guys are taking tens of mm-hmm. millions of dollars, and we just get to turn the other way. All right. Now, another farmer giant, Johnson & Johnson, paid out $99 million, um, a $99 million settlement to West Virginia over allegations that it worsened the opioid crisis um, by over-marketing a highly addictive drug. Now, J&J paid $100 million to the state of West Virginia to settle its lawsuit um, over the company's role, role, role in the opioid um, epidemic. So they said that West Virginia suffered the worst of America's drug um, problem. And Mitch McConnell is over there chilling, making millions of dollars from who knows what. As a senator, <laughs> it hurting everybody Man. else on this planet, and they got the worst problem in the country. Man. Yeah, wow. they're not voting if you keep them yeah. if you keep them uh, keep them drugged up. It's like yeah. Mr. McConnell's good people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. So um, a Texas high school teacher was fired and faces jail time after. Um, uh, videos were found on his school laptop with pornography on it, and then they ended up on the a projector. Then they ended up on a projector doing class. Really? A Texas high school teacher. So some of the parents um, hmm. said that you know 
talked about the incident and said our children loved him. So they're still trying to keep him, even though they found porn that he was watching on a projector in a classroom. So Kevin Welch, (laughs) who taught at Klein College High School in Houston, apparently was watching an inappropriate video on his laptop when it showed up on the big screen. Now parents are rallying. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now, so I am never one to... um, to judge people who have addictions. I don't know what that's like. But I'm saying you could have waited till you got home. I'm I'm just guessing. <laughs> Over the age, really? there's a lot of legal porn sites out there, but to watch it in class, I'm gonna say you're probably gonna get fired. You know, mm-hmm. there's something you just should not be doing at work. And I'm gonna guess that that's really? one of them. Yeah. I'm oh, guessing. Yeah. Like I don't know what his job description job title says, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no. Now <laughs> Get this, a black Tennessee mayor signed a proclamation declaring the April uh, Confederate History Month. Now, what? Yeah, he was surrounded by a bunch of, was, was surrounded by white sons of the Confederate veterans, um, some group who insisted that they um, don't believe in racism. So what? Livingston, um, Tennessee's mayor, Curtis Hayes, um, who you know appears that's what this they're saying appears to be nonpartisan with a record of uh, with no record of party affiliation so he was elected with no party affiliation he signed a proclamation last week with members of the son of confederacy confederate veterans a tennessee based group comprised of male descendants of confederate soldiers and um mm-hmm. He served for mayor for more than 15 years, has previously been recognized by the NAACP, received a diversity award, I don't know why they're telling us this, um, from their Freedom Fund Award program last year, right? They're trying to prove that he's not racist or that that, that he's cool people, right? And um, But they're saying that the sons of the Confederate veterans describe the Civil War as the second American Revolution meant to preserve the liberty and freedom and state that the group is a, um, a non-political, non-racist, and non-sectarian. Um, Listen, I don't care what your definition says that you lost. We don't have the Confederate States of America because you lost. So really? I don't know what it is that they needed to do a proclamation because you lost. You know what I mean? We don't call, we don't call the United States um, the Republic of Mexico because technically, technically Mexico doesn't govern anything in the United States. So we don't right. name it after people who would – white folks are constantly fighting the daggone civil war. Mm-hmm. So – they want to get recognized, and here, recognize this. Um, y'all lost. <laughs> you have to get recognized. I'll give you a proclamation saying that y'all lost. How about that? Yep, they lost. Yep. All right. So Fox News host Jesse Waters, who's 43, uh, makes a bizarre on-air admission that he deflated the tires of a 25-year-old colleague so he could drive her home. 
despite huh? being married at the time. Now, he said this on the air, but his excuse is that that woman later became his wife. So, oh, Jesse Waters revealed that he is now, that how he let the air out of his, um, this woman who's 14 years younger than him. Um, mm-hmm. He said he was 39 at the time and already, and, and already married when um, he took the air out of Fox News associate producer Emma uh, Giovanni's um, car. And he explained how he ended up giving her a, a ride home didn't appear to justify it by saying that there was a happy ending because they ended up married. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Now, social media, of course, was lighting his butt up, who was unimpressed with that stunt. Because, again, I think you would go to jail for doing something like that. You really, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they did something to her. And then offered her help. And he thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. These are the people who work at wow. Fox News. This is a network that people are listening to for guidance and opinion. He's a Fox News host. And they still didn't fire him. But he, he admitted that. that that's, All right. that's kind of stalker. That's a stalker, isn't it? Yes. You can't. Listen. If you start preying on young girls. You are still a predator. So no matter what your age is, you start doing things to make them vulnerable, and you come in and sweep in and protect them. You are technically like a stalker. You're a predator. So, well, now, now, what if, what if she would, what would have happened if she would have rejected him? Right. Hmm. Right. Wow. It, and like hmm. I said, he, he put her in a dangerous situation. So if we normalize this, It'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I let the, yeah, I'm gonna let the air out of somebody's tire just to befriend them. Mm. That's predatory behavior. And again, again, some people need therapy more than that because that should not. He felt so comfortable that he told that story on the air. Mm. This is not something that somebody wrote in a book. He told that story, and he thought it was mm-hmm. cute. Really. Yeah, that that's a bigger problem. All right, now, the man who murdered um, Jacqueline Avant, the wife of Clarence Avant, he's sentenced to 150 years in prison. So his friends, yes, his friends claim that he bragged about killing, um, killing her in this botched um, home invasion. So this guy, Ariel Maynard, um, was a career c- criminal who confessed in December. Um, in the, he confessed to the December murder last month. Uh, it was handed a sen- sentence on Friday. He was, I don't know how, he was out on parole when that crime a- occurred, but he got 150 years. And to my yeah. surprise that he's even breathing, I have to say that for the record, that I know when really? I did this story initially, Somebody yeah. took care of that for him, man. Yeah, I didn't even think he'd last this long. But he got 150 years, so, hey, good luck. Because <laughs> technically, again, when you start robbing senior citizens, I don't think anybody should have any sympathy for you. No. That, that makes no sense to terrorize a senior citizen. 
All right. Now, the two men who um, allegedly, they did it, by the way, they allegedly posed as federal agents and tried to infiltrate the Secret Service has been indicted on multiple charges, including impersonating the U.S. officer and um, unlawful firearm charges, um, according to Fort According to court filings on Tuesday, a federal grand jury indicted um, both of the men, and they were, I don't know, one's last name is Shur Ali, and the other is Taharazad. I don't know what mm-hmm. nationalities they are, but they were impersonating federal officers and, um, and unlawful possessing of a large capacity ammunition feeding device. And, um, you know, it was after they were found to have shown, like, they gave lavish gifts to Secret Service agents and other government um, staffers with security clearances in an alleged bid to um, integrate themselves into the circles and to gain their trust. They even kind of mm. tried to work on Biden's security detail, or um, they gave a gift to. Um, like iPhones and surveillance systems, a drone, a flat screen TV, um, a case for storing an assault rifle, um, a generator, and law enforcement paraphernalia. Yeah, they gave all of that stuff away. And um, they also gave something free to one of somebody who's on the vice president's detail as well. But they they turned them in. Right now, they're not mm. even real Secret Service agents, and they were nestling up to get close to them. So, mm. I think they need to shake them down, and I think they let them on a bail again. Last week, the magistrate judge G. Michael what? Harvey for the District Court of Washington D.C. denied prosecutors' request to detain the two men before trial. The judge mm. said that the defendant's actions were not good, but said that they're mostly sophomoric behavior and not the sort of serious danger, uh, dangerous conduct that requires a pre-child detention. I should have played black or white on this one. They were trying to infiltrate the Secret Service. The people who, who broke in on January 6th to disrupt the government, they're like, Oh, they weren't really bad people. We should let mm. them go. But again, don't just tell us all about the system that we're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we got a police officer in Syracuse um, harassing an eight-year-old for allegedly stealing a bag of Doritos that he said he did not steal. And they're throwing it roughhousing and throwing in the back of a police car that said that they need to teach him a lesson, an eight-year-old. But you got grown folks doing this mm. stuff, and they're like, oh, they don't, they don't I don't think it's that serious to require that mm. we detain them. Wow. Yes. The, the world we live in. You ain't lying under, there, brother. Yeah, under, under that file, right? Now, mm-hmm. one of the homes in Houston, of a Houston area serial killer, which I don't know anything about this guy, but it is Dean Correll. He tortured and killed as many as 28 teenagers in the 70s. Uh, 
So they're selling this house, and they're advertising that it belongs to a serial killer, apparently. So, <laughs> and that's a selling point? Kid, what'd you say? And that's a selling point? I, I'm thinking, because this should, this should not really be a news story, but they're dredging up this whole story since the house is going on sale. That he was known as the candy man because his family owned a candy company. So he would give free candy to local children. Um, and um, he lived in, in Pasadena um, area of Houston. Uh, um, they bought the house in 1973. And I am not going to tell you the methods of his murders, but this guy had two teen accomplices. Like, one was, like, 17, and um, I can't think of how old the other one was, but they were killing kids from the age of 13 to 20. They were torturing them. Yeah. They were were sodomizing them, torturing them. Um, Again, I'm not going to describe it, but they were up to eight boys between, you know, um, 13 to 20. But altogether, it was 28 victims. And the the guy who was doing all the torturing um, was shot by one of the accomplices that said, here's this quote, I can't go on any longer. I can't have you kill any more of my friends before he, kill, before he killed them. Wow. I mean, my friends, do you have to kill first? And then be like, okay, I can't have you kill anymore? Yeah. Really? So, anyway. Yeah. Again. We're only doing the six stories today because we act like this stuff is not going on in this country when we start judging people for, you know, stealing a bag of potato chips. There, there are some sick puppies out here. So, anyway, they're apparently uh, selling, Keller Williams is selling the house, and um, they are advertising. I'm not, I have the address and all that. I'm not even saying that stuff. I cannot believe that this is a selling point for a house. It's saying, oh, you know what? He was a serial killer, and here's what his house is, but it's going lower than market value. I guess it's supposed to be a selling point. All right. um, Listen. All right, so this is a public service announcement. I think we've had enough of those today on the show, but I have one more. Mississippi is the chlamydia and gonorrhea capital of the U.S., while Nevada oh, wow. has syphilis cases in the uh, per capita. So they have released official figures of uh, cases of common STDs. They said they hit hit you know hit um, record highs across America during the first year of the pandemic, despite normally testing um, being you know, interrupted by COVID is, I guess, is what they're saying. So, in Nevada, STT, STD prevention workers have blamed the state's growing hookup culture uh, to leading to more anonymous sex via dating apps for the higher rates of syphilis. Now, I don't know if that's like something that you can check on a dating app, but technically, you might want to check that if you live in Nevada. And uh, they said. Nevada. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. the sun's not the only thing burning in Nevada. 
I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> you know, it is hot. It's a desert, but uh, there's so um, they, said that, they said that more testing and less condoms uh, use were also considered to uh, attribute to the spread. But both chlamydia and gon- gonorrhea can be diagnosed with urine tests. Syphilis requires a blood sample, but all three are easily treated with antibiotics. That is pretty much why I'm laughing at the story. Now, if they were not treatable, I don't think I'd be laughing about it, but just mm-hmm. find out something. Go to the doctor, people. You know, I just want to put that out there for the record. That, that, again, you know, our, our Nate Dog is usually our, our public service announcement towards the end of the show, <laughs> but I just want to, I, I, I think we needed to put that one out there as well. Now, you know what's cool, like, in our last story? Excuse me. In our last story, there was a doorbell uh, camera that captured these young kids who, uh, they had a hilarious conversation after this woman agrees to pay them $20 to shovel her driveway. So the two boys in Winnipeg, Canada, on April 15th, knocked on the door and asked this woman, could they shovel? And as soon as she said, yes, you know, I'll pay you $20, she walked in the house, and the kid looked at the other kid and said, we're going to be effing rich. Them kids was happy that they got $20. <laughs> and they were talking about all these things that they was going to do, and all they had to do was save them or buy their car. I mean, they the doorbell care bought them. $20? $20. That kid was like, oh, we're going to be effing rich. This is, this is it. Be on our way. So, again, I, I'm happy for the entrepreneurial spirit of that story. And um, just to tell you that there are some kids that are still out there trying to make it, and they hustle. So, yeah. I don't know I don't know where they came from, but they was like, we will be back. You know. Um, yeah. That $20 made their day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so in all the other news stories of people having all of these negative things to say about kids, those two kids was like, I think we made it. We just found out our way. And, and then they did talk about the fact that rich people don't like to shovel. So I don't know mm-hmm. what neighborhood they were in, but they were like, and they don't know that woman probably was just giving them money because she, she probably had a snowblower. But giving them mm-hmm. money. But they thought, hey, we can make a killing because these rich people don't like to do their own work. You know, <laughs> that's so, for sure. Yep. All right. So that's that's all I have for news today. Just wanted to okay. check out with a with a with a lighter story. And um, yeah, that, that was funny. What you say? <laughs> I said that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good story. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. All right. And, yep. And so we we can um. Leave our give us our Nate Dog um, public service announcement, um, Elias. Uh, oh, smoke weed every day. There you I go. gotta get that on here, man. Yeah, I, I, God, I told you, you gotta put it on the board for us so we can end the show yeah. with our public service announcement. It's supposed to be healthy for you, so. I'll go there before next week, brother. All right, yeah, hey, good looking out because we need to have that I on there for our public service announcement. All right, we'll check right. everybody else out next week. And we'll holler. Holler. All right.